Hello YouTube and welcome to the Cable Trash Cast episode um, 4. We're going to talk about live cartoon, live action cartoon hybrids. Uh, I'm your host, Nicole Tuner, and introduce yourself, guests. Hi, I'm I'm Alex Likes Tunes, but I go by Alex too whenever uh, Alex the Menace isn't around, but he's not here today. Anyway, I go by Alex Likes Tunes. You can find me on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I didn't say Facebook that time. That's good. And uh, also, I'm hoping to do uh, a VTuber, some like VTuber collabs with... Ooh. Also, I'm hoping to do some. Uh... <laughs> you know what? I think that sums it up. Uh, I'm planning to do yes. some like VTuber collabs soon, where like uh, me and a bunch of racing VTubers uh, get together and do like sim racing events. So that should be cool. Nice. Let me just make a VTuber. I'll join you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, pal. Yeah. Uh, hello. I'm Pale Iguana, but you can call <clears throat> me just Pale. And uh, I'm on Twitter. And uh, I guess I'm on Instagram, and uh, I have a coffee, <laughs> um, and uh, I guess just follow me at uh, the Aquatic Bunny at Twitter. I do art. That's the yeah. That's me. That's it. All right. No foil. Are you there? He's been he's been sent back to the cartoon dimension before he disappeared, and we learned the value of friendship. Yes. I'm now ready to become a father. <laughs> Finally, you learned the value of uh, of family. <clears throat> I guess uh, foils on mute at the moment. Oh, he'll, he'll come back eventually. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. In the meantime, we can we can jump into things. In the meantime, yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, let's go to the first topic. Only when it was funny. <laughs> On who framed Roger Rabbit? Good qualities and bad qualities. Um, um we'll start. I, oh yeah, go go ahead, Alex. I mean, I personally can't really think of uh, of any major. I can't really think of any major negatives to be honest, because it holds up really, really well. Not just as like not just the effects, but just like as a like a film as a whole. Like, it still holds up to modern standards, and I can't really think of any instances where, like, effects or cuts or, like, any aspect of a film has, like, aged poorly in terms of visual fidelity. It still, like, looks really good. Yeah. Like, that one scene... Nostalgic... Believe it or not, of course, Nostalgic Critic talked about it in his review, but that one shot where it's, like, uh, where it's just panning across the room and you can, like, visually see the history of the main character's life... Oh, oh yeah, that that's a very well made shot. <laughs> like there's not there's not like a single shot of animation in that, but it goes to show that like this wasn't meant to be like a gimmicky thing. It's like no, this is like a legit this is like a legitimate movie, yeah. with like really genuine talent behind it, both in live action and animated. Because that particular scene itself is like like nostalgia Chris said, it's very impressive because it spans through basically a day or at least from day to night yeah yeah because it starts <laughs> like night or something and it and it like and once it pans back to eddie at his desk it's daytime with him sleeping on his desk so imagine scrolling through the whole set while keeping like uh, making sure the shadows align perfectly fine between the yeah. the time of day that yeah. must have been a pain in the ass <laughs> that that must have taken forever 
but yeah. Uh, but any like outstanding good qualities though that you can think of? Um, one thing that I like that I've heard brought up before is that like the um, the way like things are handled between characters, like if uh, or the continuity is handled, like they don't like get lazy and just like animate a gun when the character is given a gun. If it's a real gun, they like on set they would like have fishing line where they would dangle it from a string and like have it hop like someone was carrying it. And then they would animate over the realistic gun. Or, like, the scene when, like, Roger is submerged in, like, a sink full of real water. They made a mechanism that could spit out real water, and then they would animate over it. Like, mm -hmm. little things like that, where the continuity of, like, uh, of what world they're in at the time is respected. is just really cool. And how, like the, like, the plates that he breaks over his head weren't animated either. They built, like, a specialized robot just for that to break plates over its head, and then animated over it. <laughs> it's crazy. It is very crazy. Especially like in a time before like digital compositing where you just had to do all of that stuff by hand. Oh shit, you're right. And Wait. the fact that like it looks as and the fact that like it looks as like seamless and smooth as it does, despite everything being done like by hand with film and celluloid animation is in absolutely insane. And I have no idea how they did it <laughs> so flawlessly. Oh, imagine drawing on on film. Ugh, disgusting. Oh <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, uh, I guess in in my terms, uh, the I don't I don't really have any bad qualities of it. I genuinely like the movie. It's I feel like it's well done. It's probably like uh one of the best works where you can tell they put a lot of heart into it. That yeah. It wasn't just a job. Uh, yeah, it's in like every inch. <laughs> and then good qualities. I'll just mention that I really like the villain. I forgot the actor's name though. But... Uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher, Christopher Lloyd, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, I really like Christopher Lloyd's uh, villain character in that movie. <clears throat> where even though he's obviously over the top it 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 works well like no one yeah, really it's... expected him to be a toon even though he acted right like... he acts like it's like a really good it's like a good um what was it it's like a tell or in a way where like where you see the twist and then afterwards <laughs> it, when you watch it again like oh that's why he did that like it's just like a lot of like really clever foreshadowing, but not to the point where it's like blatantly obvious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not in your face. I guess another good quality I'll put into it is how it made me feel an emotional connection over a shoe that only appears for oh, a couple of seconds. Oh no, yeah, that, terrifi that terrified that terrified me when I was young, dude. Like Judge Doom and like the shoe in the dip that that traumatized me. <laughs> that poor little shoe scream. Yeah. Will always haunt my dreams. <laughs> You're screaming in agony, <laughs> going in mouth first. Yeah, that's the cartoon. Oh, go ahead, foil. What are you saying? Wait, his mother? No, no, no. You were saying something? Oh, yeah, I was basically saying, like, it's pretty cartoony how he went out. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I, I don't have anything else to say about it. So uh, you can go ahead, pale. Um, again, I don't have any bad qualities myself. Um, so I, earlier today, before I took my afternoon nap, 
Um, I still, I, I think it's great. I, it's still good. Damn, you um, saw it earlier and you, you didn't stream it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I saw it on my own. <laughs> Wait, where? I don't, is it on I Disney Plus? I don't really Plus? have nothing to add. Huh? Is yes, it's on a... Disney Plus. Oh shit. Yeah. I'll watch it later. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think it's great. Um, I don't really have nothing to add since y'all added a lot, but I'm just like, I, I like it. It's good. Um, I thought it was cool how the, um, like the scene where like uh Roger uh uh, uh escapes through the window and he's taking still away. I thought I, this is still away, and I thought that was cool. I was like, huh. Wait, um, yeah, this, uh, this implementation of like cartoony physics on the yeah, real world. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, that was cool. And how like um or like the scene where like. Uh, the judge was trying to get him to, uh, leave, uh, trying to show, reveal himself in the bar, and he was doing, like, the, what is it called? The uh, shave and the haircut? Shave and the haircut, and he was, like, so, trying so hard to resist, <laughs> and he gave in, and he found him, like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was, like, cute. Started playing, uh, the merry-go-round is down. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, this is pretty, this is pretty loony for, uh, for a bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I like it. It was great. Uh, By the way, uh, Foil, you want to introduce yourself proper? Oh, yeah. Hello, um, okay, my name is Royal Foil, like they were about to say. Um, Instagram, Steam account, and SoundCloud. Awesome. All right. All those will be linked in the description below. <clears throat> but yeah. All right, Foil. Uh, Good qualities and bad qualities uh, on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay, so like everyone else, I don't really, I can't really think of any bad qualities per se. But Alex Two pretty much took almost everything <laughs> I bought, thought about the movie and just took it out of my head. You know, <laughs> how the, they used the celluloid process and you know hand drawn animation, how impressive it is. Like it still looks pretty good even to this day. It's about a little details and stuff. Like, I was reading an article about some of the techniques they use, like how Bob Hoskins was um, supposed to be staring at, like, a ball or something like that, and it's supposed to be Roger, and he was kind of looking at it weird. So what they did was they tried to animate Roger actually stretching out so it'll meet Bob Hoskins. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, his, uh, it was his hand. They had his hand come up to his, uh, to his head. Yeah. That, no. that, that was a I forgot about that that was like a really clever adaptation yeah, it was like little details like that that just makes the movie like really good and um there's also like a little bit of you know, rabbit hole kind of thing where I found um let's see it was like Roger Rabbit was on he was unofficially on some public asset show and it was called Rabbit T Rabbit and Friends Oh really? And, hey, I didn't know that. What? Yeah, and um, it ran from like 1983, and it ended like a couple of years ago. And remember that show, Greg the Bunny? Yeah. I yeah, think so apparently, I've heard of that. Yeah, so apparently, it was like a show on Fox, and he was on there. Mm -hmm. And the Greg the Bunny show was created by Dan and Milano was a puppeteer and the voice for Greg and he also writes and does voices for Robot Chicken and he's the freaking 
co-creator of Glitch Text. Whoa. Whoa. That's a resume, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that yeah, is, but, that's insane. But yeah, I mean, aside from all that, just, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I mean, it's still a pretty good movie that I can watch every couple of years or so. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Any other thoughts? Um, I, I mean, I guess, like, Roger Rabbit was a predecessor to Bonkers? <laughs> I heard uh, like a rumor saying it was supposed to be like a Roger Rabbit TV show, and then they just changed it to Bunkers. Which which seems a little bit weird. I'm guessing, I don't know. I, I can't really imagine why they'd want to change it because it's not like Roger Rabbit wasn't popular in the '90s. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Okay. I mean, kind of helped with that classic cartoon thing they had in the '90s. Like Ren Stimpy has like those kind of Looney Tune vibes to him. Maybe because Bonkers seemed uh, really distinct from Roger Rabbit, they just decided to change it. And it's conceptually, because like what what yes what is Bonkers? Is Bonkers are the cop? Is yeah uh, the cartoon detective? Yeah, he's like a weird. He's like a a little bobcat alien thing. Yeah, probably change because. The, the concepts were just different, you know, from a a cartoon actor to a cop. It's a really distinct job change, <clears throat> I guess. Yeah, that's, well, that's sort of, like, where the theory originates, because, like, it just has so many, like, parallels to Roger Rabbit. All right. Anyone else have any finishing, any, any other thoughts? Um, you already had the Jessica Rabbit, um, Thirst posting. I you can't say I mean, it. Yeah, she she did. I mean, they had didn't they have to like cut out like an upskirt shot? So yeah, was, there's yeah yeah there's like one scene in the movie where you can her, her legs are, are spread open yeah. because she's like falling off the cartoon taxi because he hit a pole at some point. I do like how she like genuine how she genuinely loves Roger despite him being an absolute dope. <laughs> And then just like both deeply loving each other is like really it's that's relationship goals. She makes some. Oh laugh. wait, I remember something though. He makes her laugh. So yeah, um, that's it's so wholesome. Bob I love it. In yeah. the car, taxi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's cursed now when you think about the fact that he had to be hand drawn. Those scenes. <laughs> right, because they can't have like a a human being in a car moving that fast. Yeah. You need them squash and stretch. <clears throat> Bob, there's this experimental procedure where we can uh, temporarily have your spine artificially extended. Do it! All for the sake of, of show business. Mario Brothers plumbing, no leak too small. <laughs> uh, I guess as my last thoughts on this is I find it very impressive the whole they brought in Disney characters and Looney Tunes characters together. Yeah. On like, yeah, on the stipulation <laughs> that they would share the, uh, they would share the exact same amount of screen time. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that was uh, a, a copyright nightmare for them. Oh, I can only, with. I can only imagine how like difficult it would have been today. <laughs> oh shit. 
Yeah. Because I could not imagine something like that happening today. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure Disney would not like allow that at all. Can't, can't taint the Disney name with other characters. Yeah, awesome. not... Mickey Mouse is going to be in the public domain in 2024. Unless yeah, Disney well, steps in to extend copyright. Unless Disney yeah. stops it again. <laughs> Which it... Renew it. Yep. Can't wait into until Mickey Mouse is in the public domain. Finally, I can make a gory Mickey Mouse short. Yes. Dude, Hot Topic's gonna be flooded. Hell yeah. Like um, what was that creepy pasta called? There's um, so many. Abandoned by yeah, there's there's like a ton. Abandoned by Disney. I was like the one where Mickey Mouse is just walking down the street, oh, and then yeah. at the end he just starts. Oh, Suicide Mouse! Yeah. That makes me sad. <laughs> anyway. Mickey Mouse in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! There's gonna well, be tons of like just... late night shows where it's just like, and now for your entertainment, uh, Mickey Mouse superimposed into Apocalypse Now. <laughs> and and we also got a former Mickey Mouse voice actor to play him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh I guess we'll move on to the next topic, the subtopic of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Is it overrated? <laughs> Your thoughts on the Royal Foil? Nah. Uh pretty much sure we're all going to say nah. Nah. <laughs> Nah, I, I honestly think uh, it deserves the praise it gets. Oh yeah, totally. Cause like, cause you feel like, oh yeah, it still looks so good. Like I, I always underestimate like how well put together the entire thing is. Yeah, cause uh, when did that came out? Like early nineteen eighty nine. That was like late late eighties. Yeah, and it still looks good. Like. Shit. And think about the cartoons in the 80s. I mean, you had, like, He-Man and Transformers and all that shit. I mean, it's just a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Compared to those cartoons. And then Roger Rabbit. Oh, uh, my! Is this... Is Roger... No. It's not the first instance of, like, a cartoon... Cartoon live-action hybrid. Right? Nah. But it's probably the best one. Yeah. Definitely one of the best ones. Any anyone any other movies that would be on par or better are only like live action animated hybrid by technicality, like the Lego movie. <laughs> Wait, because they had that one scene? Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I can't even I don't even know what what what's the first one that the real this. debate. Does uh does Fat Albert count? <gasps> I don't think it counts. I will. I will say. I, you know what? Of all the movies about like cartoon characters entering the real the real world, Fat Albert had probably like the most interesting concept of it. That uh, I wish another movie did instead, where it's like, oh, if the cartoon characters are spend too long in the real world, they're gonna disappear from the show that they're from and turn to dust. That was cool. I wish it was in something else. Also, pretty depressing. 
Yeah, there's like a whole scene where they like they're like there's like a scene where they express like fear of their mortality. Is like I don't want to disappear. It's I think it was like like Bucky, the guy with like the huge buck teeth and like the and like the weird hair is just like I don't want to disappear. <laughs> it's like trying to be really sad, but they're like in these like Technicolor clothes and talking with like weird accents and stuff. Hey, hey, hey. But yeah. <laughs> he got, I will say, Keenan, he got the hey, hey, hey down. All right. And then the, let's move on to the next subsection. Um, cool World. Uh, oh, God, I forgot. I always forget about Cool World until someone brings it up. And then it all comes flooding back. Like, I haven't seen it. I've only seen like videos about it. And it seems to be like uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, kind of a clone, but in a different aesthetic. <laughs> like, well, apparently it was like due to a bunch of like studio meddling that it came out as like this really weird thing. Because apparently, like the plan was to be about a, t- a cartoon and human hybrid that like that is like a freak in both the cartoon and human world. So he like tries to find and kill his father. Oh, that would've been better. Uh... Yeah. But like, uh, but and again, this is hearsay from that. Again, from the nostalgia critic, where it was like the studio basically intervened and said, "No, nah, that's too weird. You can't do that." Then uh, I'll add this thing: the the Hollow Slayer one who just added the the fact that Cool World was supposed to be R-rated. Uh, it was, which, yeah. Which would have been really cool. Like that would have been what the first R-rated hi- hybrid, <clears throat> that live action cartoon hybrid. Yeah, but but yeah. Uh, so I'll move on to foil. What what are your thoughts in Cool World? I hate to say that I've never seen the movie. Like despite the fact that I've seen most of Ralph's works, like you know, Fritzy Cat and Coonskin, Heavy Traffic, all that, I've never seen Cool World before. But what I've seen, I hate to say this, but it's a bummer that that was like what he went out with. Because you really get, like, the sense that, like... Because when you hear about, like, the stories of, like, what went on when I was making it, like, wow, this was going to be, like, his big magnum opus, and <laughs> the studio just constantly messed with it. Oh, yeah, but, like, from what I've seen, like, his animation doesn't really mesh well with my matching, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, look. I mean, maybe, like, that Holly chick, I guess, worked. But aside from that, like yeah. his usual drawings never worked. All right, but anyway, Alex and Menix joined the. You what? want you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I slept and I just woke up a couple <laughs> minutes ago. Um, Whoa, mood. Yeah, uh, it's it's like two o'clock over here. Um, yeah, I'm Alex the Menace. I'm always here except I'm late this time. Uh. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. I I don't know. I exist. <laughs> he exists, guys. All right. Also, I'm not on my microphone this time. I'm just using my earbuds, like speakers or whatever. So if my audio sounds horrible, it's uh, you, why. you sound all right on my end. Yeah. Okay. You sound okay. So, uh, recap what we've been talking about. You can cut this out if you want to. Um, but, but what did I miss? Uh, the main thing we've touched on so far was, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and then just kind of uh, talking, like, rambling on a few other ones from there. 
Oh yeah, I see. Let's see what what qualifies good qualities, bad qualities. Oh, who from Russia Rabbit? Um, are you guys still talking about that then, or? Uh, we're actually talking about Cool World at the moment. Unless... Oh, uh, okay. I've seen. Yeah, cool I mean, we... unless you want to put okay, your maybe... your thoughts on Roger put... Rabbit. Okay, uh, I'm only going to talk about one aspect because everyone's talked about the animation. You know, Richard Williams, RIP, you know, it's incredible. You know, it's like legit 24 FPS anime type animation, not, you know, all done on ones. Um, you know, very smooth, very impressive. But what I was going to say about the movie I really found interesting was it's like kind of its commentary on like, not not poverty but like kind of the main pl the villains like main plot um or main uh objective uh, objective yeah is like he wants to like you know destroy toontown so he can like like build like free ways and stuff like that and because of that he also like kind of bought out the public transportation systems in in the city and basically like that would affect everyone like like uh you know the kids in the beginning who use the trolley to get around um, freely. Gentrification. You know, yeah, gentrification basically, um, and uh, expansion, like urban expansion and stuff like that. Basically, kind of like how. Uh, also, I just woke up. I'm trying to like collect my thoughts here. It's, it's um, fine. Well, okay. Well, yeah. Um, I just found that really interesting. Kind of, it's. Because no one talks about that, like it's com kind of its commentary on like how, you know, like the, all the stuff with like freeways and, um, you know, again gentrification, but just like public transportation versus like uh, cars and you know, the elimination of reliable public transportation in in the United States is kind of like affected a lot of people in terms of like you know again in the movie at the beginning you see the kids riding on on the back of the. The, like the trolley thing or whatever and you know um he hops in the back with them and it's like you think about that and it's like oh well those kids are would have nowhere to be able to you know no way to be able to get around and yeah uh, so would him because he doesn't have a car right like he can drive but he doesn't have a car am i correct uh, he, yeah yeah he doesn't have a car <laughs> bob hoskins uh character um are also r.i.p but um no, yeah, I don't know. It's just really interesting because, like, you of all the things people talk about, no one mentions like it's sort of, you know, commentary on that, and also gentrification. Like, you know, the tunes, you know, like segregation. Well, I mean, people have kind of commented like it's almost like a segregationist type thing. You yeah. know, the tunes are in one part of the city, the, other, the live action yeah. people are not, and I don't know. This is like a cool thing. When I was rewatching it, it was um, it was like I... a cool, cool thing that one talks about. Yeah, I. I still I still haven't read the book, but I heard that the book has strong symbolism about like race relationships in that specific era. <clears throat> it feels natural too. It doesn't feel forced at all. I guess the movie also has yeah. uh, like race relation symbolism. Uh, oh, totally sprinkled through it. Yeah, because like the is like the main character's like you know getting over his prejudice and those damn tunes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the way he just... says it is like it makes it sound like a derogatory slur. killed my brother. Yeah, yeah. It's like a tragic sort of thing. Like he used to like like them, but like this thing happened, and now he has like a resentment towards them. It's like, you know, 
there's like, like layers that. to it too where like he'll still have a respect for like like when he bumps into Betty Boop and he oh, still yeah. is like respectful to her. Yeah. I thought that was whole. You're one of the good ones. Oh no. Oh no. <clears throat> oh boy. Alright. Um He's like, look, alright, I I got a toned friend, okay? <laughs> Oh. All right. Bye. Also, uh -huh. I was continue. What, what what were you gonna say? Oh, the last the last bit, which you guys have probably touched upon, but like the very very ending of the movie, um, like when all when you know when the wall breaks and all the tunes kind of come in through the wall and they're all kind of together, you know, once the end, yeah. you know the end, the ending of the movie. Uh, when I rewatched that a couple weeks ago, it was like, like. I don't know. It made me kind of emotional rewatching that part because it was just like, it just kind of hit me. Like this is like, it's like the pinnacle. Which I don't know. It sounds weird, but like it's like, no, I get what you mean. It's like a finale like, movie magic. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah it's because it's like, it. yeah, like everyone's together. It looks, you know, it's a you know beautiful because you know everyone's animated wonderfully, and you're just looking around. It's like there's so many characters and. They're all interacting in this live action setting, and it looks good. And it's like this it is makes the, you kind of. Th this is like the finale of uh, of twentieth century animation. Because yeah, you don't even see most of those cartoons anymore. Like all you see is like your Bugs Bunny or Mickey <clears throat> Mouse. Yeah. And like Disney characters that are like there, like Pinocchio. But you know, um, I don't know. But yeah, it's just like because you think about like how the movie they had to hire like every single animator in the country like um oh, that wasn't God. working which that's like a, that's like a true fact actually for the movie because it's Jesus. you know because it's all done it's all done I on mean, ones like you know the insane work to animate everything on ones um oh horrible. so they, yeah so so yeah, yeah they had to hire every single non-working well not working like you know whether retired or just any fresh animator out of college. that was free yeah, pretty much. Um, and again, regardless if they were retired or if they just came straight out of college, you know, they hired everyone, which is like, you see that ending and it's like, yeah, this is the culmination of every single, you know, all these artists across the country and probably the, the world. There's probably other like, people. Yeah. The fact that you have like that many people working on the same thing in the eight in like the late 80s without wires, without having any wires getting crossed is absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. zero out of ten, it didn't end in a musical number. Horrible anime. It does. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it literally ends on a musical number. But there's no musical number, musical number during the credits. to defeat the villains. <laughs> but it's not during the credits. It doesn't count. <laughs> They're not dancing to an 80s pop song. <laughs> anyway, back, back on topic. Uh, uh, a cool... Cool World, Pell. What oh, about yeah. your thoughts on on Cool World? Yeah, uh, your me? Yeah, I zoned out. Um, I ha I haven't seen Cool World. I had an opportunity <clears> to see <throat> it, and and I did it. Um, I just think that one girl's cute. Th that's it. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> that's it. That's uh, it. That's it. No lie there. All I can provide. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, as for me, I've never seen Cool World. I just seen videos of it. I, I like the the style it's going for though. Mm -hmm. I'll probably watch it eventually. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll watch it tonight and the we'll stream it tonight. <laughs> yes. 
Hey, yeah. What about you, Alex, too? Um, I don't really have much to say about Cool World except like the snippets I've seen of it. But uh, I will say that it, it, it feels uh, very... It lacks in focus, I would say. All right. Like, uh, it's very, like, uh, like all of a sudden, this one guy is just transported into the world and just lives there now and is totally accepting of it. And is, like, yeah. the, uh, and is like the peacekeeper within the world, too, making sure everyone, every human that visits the world keeps it in their pants. <laughs> no, he seriously, he seriously, like, takes on the role of, like, the, the cool world anti-horny police. Bonk. No horn for you. What about you, Alex Jimenez? Uh, give me a moment, because the dogs are on me. Uh... Aww. Aww. Okay. Um, well, actually, before I say my thing, since we started with Pale, did, what did uh, uh, Royal Foil say about it? What? Oh, what did you, what did you say about it? Um, or did you not say anything also? I was basically saying that I never actually seen Cool World except oh. videos. Like it's crazy that I never seen Cool World because I watched, you know, um, what was it? Yeah, uh, Fritz the Cat, Coonskin, and all his other works, but I never seen Cool World except for Zach. You know, yeah, animation's kind of all over the place. Yeah. You, oh, okay. So you popped in. Style doesn't really fit my imagine. You popped in when he was he was practically done with his statements. Oh. So I'm the only one who's actually seen the movie then? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We're not cool. going to have, like, I feel like we're not going to have nearly as much to say about the other, like, live-action animated movies that we would about Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I feel like someone's going to take my animation uh, card. Go ahead. Just take it. <laughs> so it's, so it's going to be like, it's going to be like, uh, do we have anything to say about uh, Smurfs? Yeah, it was really lame. Anyway, next one. Next one. <laughs> Uh -huh. Oh well, well, I've okay. So I've seen it. So um, uh, yeah, it's not very good. Um, you know, not that's not a hot take, but um, well, I mean, what what is the good um about it? Like, it has like a interesting world that doodles inhabit. Like, it's kind of the opposite of um, like you know, if Toontown or whatever Toon World, it's whatever it's called in um in a Roger Rabbit. It's supposed to be like a ghetto type thing, you know, like in this yeah. lawless sort of like place where these people are kind of sanctioned off to. Mm -hmm. um, this feels like it in terms of like it's very grimy and uh, it's, it's like dark and stylish and yeah. kind of hellish, and it's it's uh, it's really cool. Um, I mean, it gets it gets a little old after a while being in this because it's just kind of like I want some variety in its visuals because we're stuck in this world for so long. Um, but there's that, and also the design of some of the characters are cool. Um, there's like a mishmash of like kind of golden age Hollywood type animation, like Fleischer, uh, your Disney, yeah. your Warner Brothers, your Terry Tunes. Like it's a variety of kind of styles of all that stuff versus like Roger Rabbit. It's mainly like Warner, uh, Disney, and MGM, like which yeah. all kind of have a similar sort of look to them. Uh, you know, versus Terry Tunes has like. You know, it's more stylish and whatever. Um, and I don't know. It has, like, a nice moody... The live-action stuff has a nice moody lighting, and it's, like, kind of very noir-inspired, and uh, it's not what it was intended. And, I mean, and this wasn't... 
the story isn't what it was originally intended to be, but I think the premise is very unique and interesting. Itself yeah. of like this person goes is like a detective kind of thing in this uh really hellish dark animated world and uh and basically like you know they have to stop about the apocalypse or something like that and uh I don't know but I don't know I'm not gonna explain everything that doesn't work because there's a <laughs> lot um I'll just well, well um that's saved saved for another video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, was in a, I think everyone knows anyway. People have seen it. You can just watch Jim's review on it. He really hates the movie. Because um, <laughs> no, I actually watched it. I was like, what does he think about this movie? He's like, oh no, he like despises it. But um, what doesn't work? Um, well, yeah, it's like it lacks focus. That's like kind of the big thing with its story because it starts with like Brad Pitt and his mother, and then he gets into a car crash, uh, and then he's in the Toon World. And then you think initially, like, oh, he wants to get back to his mother, you know, this and that. But then we completely move on from it. And I'm thinking, like, does he not care? Like, does did the story forget that Brad's mother is, in you know, got into an accident? Like, don't, doesn't he care a little bit? It just never addressed um, again. It gets, like, Thanos snapped into the Toon World. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's For really no reason because, like, he clearly loves her a lot in the beginning. Like, he's very affectionate with her. And sometimes a little weird kind of ways um but you know and then they just we just never come back to that again like you think well you i guess this is her. my life now yeah he just kind of accepts it and then we just kind of hang around and then it turns into like a story of like the of uh what, what's her name the uh hollywood. Kim, kim basinger yeah hollywood hollywood kim basinger's character um i think the one pale said that she likes uh her design or whatever yeah I, yeah i think she's cute yeah yeah um no but her design i mean her, not her design but then it turns into like a story where she wants to get out of the tomb world and randomly just wants to free all the tunes or something and then it turns into like no you have to you have to like rapidly like, you have to stop her from like unleashing them otherwise you know both worlds will merge together and uh, complete chaos will ensue. It's like some King Kingdom Hearts yeah. type shit or, or like whatever. Lo but Loki IRL, okay. yeah, or Loki IRL. <laughs> Basically, well, Pan's yeah, Pan's uh, mentioned Cool <laughs> World, except he said he wanted to do Cool World, except not that or something. But um, which is yeah, that's you know, I like the idea of like taking something that you love the concept of, but not liking the uh, how it was executed and making yeah. it better. I always thought that was. I always thought that was a more interesting it, like. It, it works ninety percent of the time, but not for Mister Enter. <laughs> but um, but no, but yeah, and then it turns into that sort of story of like, okay, so now they got to stop the end of the world from happening, and and the end. The ending is cool once things start to like merge, like the worlds tend to merge as like live action stuff becomes animated and uh. And it's like it looks cool, and the idea is really cool. Of like, what if it's the end of the world? It's like everything's turning into cartoons, and uh, and you know all these demons or whatever are like escaping and a portal, and it, it's like cool, but it's a little too late, and it's not enough to like salvage the movie because it's just like I'm just kind of sitting around like, when is it gonna like what? Like I don't know. It's come on, uh, get it, to the good part. I mean, yeah. Um, but I don't know that was like the movie was not his original intention for Ralph Bakshi. Like it, it was going to be a totally different thing. And then like the studios and Kim Basinger like kept challenging him to 
shanks things and i think the one who was on his corner was like brad pitt like he was pretty cool with like the whole like oh this sounds cool i'm down for it um but everyone else is like no you should change it to this or this and that and also i think they were rushed also because you can tell the animation is not as polished as roger rabbit which that's fair i guess like roger rabbit had a bigger budget um more people working on it and richard williams loves to do like that animating on ones type thing and ralph actually does not but it's just rough yeah. in parts and it's a lot i don't know <laughs> i wish it was better <clears throat> for ralph actually sake, but it's not all right that's all i gotta say okay yeah uh well we'll just move on to the next topic the the best the best topic space jam <clears throat> Uh, first question is which one's better? Uh, we'll start with Alex and Minus, and then go down. Do you just want me to say my opinion, and then move on, or um? Uh, add whatever you want to add. You know, like which one's oh, better, and uh... and why is it better? Okay, explain why. Okay, uh, I think the first one is better, and not on some like nostalgia tip thing. Like I. Actually, was like when I when I watched both movies, I was like trying to take notes and stuff like that. I'm like, I think the reason I think the first one is better than the original is um, how do I explain it? What I have to how do I explain it without kind of trashing the? Nah, go ahead, trash the second one. <laughs> no, I, I actually 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 enjoyed watching the second one. Um, hot take, I guess, because everyone seems to hate it, like detest it, and I'm like, I had fun. But... I... Like, people it. when it, people were going into it expecting it to be like a masterpiece, like this subversive I, thing, which I don't get why it's it's Space Jam too. What did you expect? Yeah. I saw this loser on Letterbox make like a ranting, like he was shaking and he had to hug his friend after, it. and I'm like, <laughs> unironically <laughs> speaking, and I'm like, it's one of the He's top reviews of the movie. Nobody like left a lengthy review of like this is an abomination to cinema. Um, the, the original wasn't all that great, but this is that, and I'm like, calm down, like, it's Space Jam 2, why are you shaking and, like, needing a Why did you expect like... this much from Space Jam 2? <laughs> why are you shaking and crying over a movie? I don't know. I, 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 milk. I don't know, I hate pretentious letterbox types, as me who yeah. likes to type out paragraphs of <laughs> reviews, but I'm, I don't know, I like to have fun. Oh, but... I mean, you could argue that the first Space Jam was an insult to cinema, because it was it was based off of, like, Nike commercials. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it's just, well, it's just stupid fun. Yeah. I mean, um, it was something more than just a commercial, you know? I think... Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, there is value to just, like, you know, sort of popcorn entertainment and just goofy antics. Alright, but yeah, Alex, uh, go ahead. Continue on. Um, well, I, I think the other thing with the the difference is, like, I feel the story, like, the, the second one has, like, tries to have more of an attempt at, like, theme and, like, you know, story and character and plot and whatever, like, you know, there's the core concept of, like, LeBron and his kid trying to have a better relationship and, you know, at the ending it works out and, like, you know, it's basically LeBron's, you know, for stories, wants and needs. Uh, LeBron wants to get back home and, you know, say, you know, save his kid and get back home to, you know, his, his the real world. But he needs to, you know, his need is he needs to repair his relationship with his, uh, with his son. And, you know, there's that, like, kind of basic element of it. And the original Space Jam doesn't really have anything. Like, Michael Jordan just kind of accepts he's there. Like, he's just kind of like, okay. 
<laughs> I'll and play he, basketball yeah, with you guys. No, he he acts like, like that too. He's like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he, yeah. I mean, and then eventually, kind of in, like you know, if you lose, you have to become a slave and play for play basketball for me forever. Which in, oh. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. The, the slave, specifically the slavery oh. thing. It's like that's interesting. With but um, like there's that, and then Michael's like, okay, I don't want to lose, but he, I don't know, it, it's. <laughs> It's interest. It's it's not as thematically as strong the original, but I feel it's also more focused in terms of like its basic premise is like the Looney Tunes meet Michael Jordan and uh, yeah. the antics are kind of based on this sort of thing, and that's kind of all it kind of sticks to is you know this sort of thing versus the new one. It's like a there's that, but that's not even the main focus. It it kind of feels more like it's like look at all these other worlds we have and. IPs we own and you know yeah all that, it, sort, all the, all that sort of stuff all available like, on HBO Max <laughs> pretty much yeah I was like and then I'm just kind of like I kind of I don't know it's more it's like more convoluted the story in the second one at the same time like it's like in the first one it's just kind of this weird acceptance like oh the Looney Tunes just happen to live underground from the world and they can stop live broadcasts as if you know, they're just replaying out. Like, every time there's a rerun of a old short, they're just replaying it out until, you know, Porky yeah. interrupts them and it's like, you know, stop the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and then they just, like, walk so nice. away and leave. Yeah. They just they just walk away in the TV screen just sitting there with the the background. <laughs> and the kids are just like... <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, and then the other one, it's like the AI, like the Looney Tunes live in this AI world yeah like the serververse and like the i can't remember I, I had to watch it again it's been it's been like a month since it came out or something over a month but i don't know i just feel the first one kind of is more i don't know if sincere if you want or maybe it's just it's filmmaking style I, I don't know it's hard to explain why i like it better um i but i guess an interesting thing is like the second one if you watch it it feels like a big and this is not this is not a criticism. This is actually just an observation of like it feels like a big Hollywood blockbuster type film. Like the way it's like like the live action stuff is shot and whatever. It kind of feels like you could insert this into like a Marvel movie and it wouldn't look out of place. Like the lighting and the yeah. kind of camera shots. Yeah. Like it feels like a big like big movie. But then Space it. Jam, if you watch yeah, and then if you watch Space Jam without the Looney Tunes parts in it, um, like just the live action world stuff, it has like a Happy Madison feel to it. It feel, yeah, it feels like a '90s like family movie, like The Sandlot or like, um, you know, Happy Madison. You know, it it feels yeah. like a family movie of the '90s, like the way it's shot, very quaint, very. Uh, yeah, in a way though, earth. like in a way that's kind of just how like the paradigm has shifted with um, because that's just like family movies are now just Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it made, it made me think about that. It's like family movies are not really. Like movies specifically for like a family audience, like PG rated movies are all relegated to animation. Uh, live action family movies are usually really terrible these days, um, and they're uncommon. Um, it's it's always like the PG live action like family movies. It's always dogs. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. It's don't, and don't, then everything else is just PG thirteen. Don't insult my earbuds like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
The masterpiece of cinema, Air Buds. Um, okay, and I guess for my last point, this isn't about the quality of the movie, but just something I also noticed the animation in the original. It's the original animation for Space Jam is not like Roger Rabbit levels. Cause again, that's I don't think you're ever gonna get 2D animation to be like that again. But it's like a lot smoother um if you like look at the way the characters move it's smoother there's a little more weight to it also kind of the shading techniques on the characters are a little more roger rabbit-esque like they try to blend in the fact they they try to blend in the characters with each other um like yeah when they're in the real world like the lighting and the coloring and all that stuff just tries to blend in like when bugs and daffy are in michael jordan's house mm-hmm. and stuff like that and like it moves it good you enough. know there's kind of, yeah, there's a little more weight and dimension to it versus the second one. It, there's a, I mean, you notice a little bit of tweening here and there in little parts, but um, yeah, it's like it's a little, a little more weightless. And the parts where they are, the only part where Bugs Bunny's in the real world, it's like, uh, there's no shading or shadowing on him really, or it's just really subtle. And I'm like, I don't know. It's feels, I don't know. It's interesting, We're- just. The, I think the animation's better. I, I get, <clears throat> I get what you're saying on that. Although, in the in when when Bugs Bunny's in the real world, um, I did notice they put at least some effort in how he interacts with the real world, even though he doesn't show like the same amount of lighting or shading as something else, because they they have his shadow and reflection on like a puddle. And that that worked well. <clears throat> that looked cool. Oh, yeah, there's little little things, but I don't know overall stuff like that, and just kind of uh, at least for the movie in general, I guess like for the tunes, there's a lot of more in the original. There's a lot of shots where it's like it plays around with kind of like angles and like stuff like that. Like um, there's like you get these like really low angles of like. The monsters and they feel like gigantic and like yeah. uh or you know bugs is like or daffy's like on uh on that walk before the monsters show up he like he's like oh you talking about when you're doing like the fashion walk yeah the fashion walk thing and then he, yeah. he's wearing like lakers stuff or whatever or lakers colors and it's kind of almost sort of, sort of like he stretches out like his leg or whatever and the leg gets really close his foot gets really close to the camera and then he ducks down and his face is all up in the camera and there's just there's a lot of stuff like that in the movie where, like, the the plays around with perspective and, like, uh, again, different different types of shots. Like, characters, like, there's, like, extreme close-ups of, like, their, their faces and, like, the camera movements, like, kind of a lot very kind of zany and kinetic. And the, sec- the second space stuff doesn't do that at all, really. There's little moments, but it's kind of plays it with the safe with the medium shot, close-up shot. Most of it's kind of at a eye level sort of thing and it's like i don't know i i, I think the first one plays a lot more with its visuals and i think that's it makes it more yeah. visually it's interesting the 90s in your face attitude man <laughs> they don't it really works, do a lot so. with, yeah because like a lot of those like really exaggerated shots are just like fully animated it's like all right we don't have to worry about like integrating michael jordan into this shot specifically so we can just go ham with it yeah um there's just a lot it's of just like, like we that, need your hat yeah, I was thinking of that part exactly. Um, and I don't know. I think it's more... Oh, whatever, I, I've gone on long enough. I, I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, there, all right. Though, one thing to mention is the CG with, when, like, with uh, Newman and Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. The inflation Iconic. CG. 
Inflation yeah, fetish scene. Yeah. <laughs> or what's what fetish? What fetish is Michael Jordan being crushed falls into? Is it like? What's that? I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I've heard, I don't, I know flattening is a thing, but I don't think I've ever seen like crushed into a ball. I, I just, just always someone's fetish. Just, just put know. it under. Yeah. Wait, is it like something where he's like gets crushed <laughs> into a cube or something like that? Yeah, yeah, and he's just, thrown around like a basketball, and he's a CG double. Just, just put it under CBT. Yeah. Someone's like the the person who like discovered that that was their that like that was their <laughs> fetish. They saw that, and they, and like the, it awakened something in them, and then they saw Monsters Inc. where Mike says he's the ball, and just like, and they just imagined that. Oh, oh my! They, they just get an erection in the movie theater. Like, oh. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> anyway, move on. Uh, Alex, too. Yeah. Uh, which was better? And why? We should censor that with like the the Mike Wazowski stream. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Alex, you, uh, your thoughts? Um, I think Space Space Jam Two for one thing. For one thing, I feel like it's a lot. It's definitely a lot more uh, cynical than the first one was because Space Jam Two. This movie would not exist if like Space Jam Two didn't really have a nostalgic following or anything. I think uh, like. It's really, it's only, it's Space Jam in name only. If, to me, it just feels like a Ready Player One with basketball, more like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention this, but yeah, it's, there's no space in Space Jam New Legacy. Like, there's, 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 there's cyberspace. No okay. <laughs> I guess, but there's no aliens or not. I don't know. It's kind of an artifact. You know, it should have been called like Cyber Jam or something. Yeah, because maybe you could have had yeah. a Looney Tunes character. And I feel like. Because the concept of like having all these different characters form a basketball team is really stupid, but also kind of cool, and yet they just shoehorn themselves into just having Looney Tunes characters. Like, I feel like if you're gonna make it stupid, go full speed stupid. Speed to cruise control. Like, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> um, like I kind of, I kind of want there to be. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I want there to be like a. Like a sequel or something, where or an alternate future where uh, they aren't successful, where they aren't successful. Like the Looney Tunes are deleted, and now all these humans are like stuck in the serververse, and it's like Sword Art Online. <laughs> like LeBron becomes like dejected and becomes like a, a hermit, and uh, maybe we have like maybe have like another character or something try to appeal to LeBron. It's like, you have to try again! You just have to! And then they have to, like, gather another team to avenge the Looney Tunes and, like, get all the humans out of the serververse. Oh, that's gonna be the next one. Don't give Warner Bros. idea. They'll they'll make Space Jam 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> Space Jam A New Legacy 2, the third one, actually. <laughs> the third one. <laughs> You could have a, you could have K you could have KO on the team. He could be you know what he could be the uh, he could be like the the inciting person who like who finds out about like the Looney Tunes being deleted and so tries to find LeBron and like recruit him. It's like you gotta like you're a hero. You gotta do what's right. Yeah. I, oh, he said, like yeah, I could hear him. And he was like, he's like, and then it, like LeBron was like, you remind me of my son. LeBron, please oh, sign sign your hero card for me. <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be you know what that'd be kind of cool. They could. Uh, oh yeah, there's there's no fucking Cartoon Network characters. They get or to, adult they... characters outside of Rick and Morty, and I'm so mad. Ew. 
They could, you know what? They could probably, they could probably get Morty and then just like have him, uh, have him fail miserably. It's like Rick, come pick me up. <laughs> and they could just like make a joke. It's just like, uh, oh, did your corporate cross? Did your corporate mandated crossover not go well? Shut up, Rick. All right. Uh, any any other thoughts on like which one's better, Alex? Too. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, I enjoy both of them like relatively equally, but I feel that the I feel that the first one has a lot more artistic integrity. All right, cool. Uh, uh, I guess for me, I'll keep it short. Is I think Space Rant, Space Jam One is definitely better, uh, just because one is shorter. Because I, I like Space Jam Two, but the the yeah, second it half was of it so long. drags on way too long they like longer than it should like that shouldn't be a problem that something like space jam has <laughs> oh yeah the first one's like barely an hour and a half like a kind of a standard animated family movie of the time and then the second one's like almost two hours which Ooh. isn't even long but i guess for a movie like that it should have been shorter because i think yeah. the first half of space jam 2 feels shorter than what it actually is because i think it's due be because it changes shift it changes um, uh, what they're doing uh, during that one hour. However, the second hour is just that basketball game, and if it, it feels, it, I might as well just be watching the, an actual basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> With actual stakes. With actual stakes. Uh, and let's see. And then in the first one, the the acting is better, especially for. From from Michael, e even though he's not like great or anything, but I kind of I kind of like LeBron's reaction to like meeting Bugs for the first time versus LeBron who just seems like indifferent. Indifferent. I, like... I love how like LeBron just like starts like, oh my god, it's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, he's just like yeah. I I, I, I do like his reactions. Like he's really like fanboying out, and he's like, I don't know. But I yeah. like I like Michael's indifference. Say. Yeah, it's I mean, funny. Yes, Michael's, <laughs> it is very, it is very funny. It it, it, it does like add to man. the humor. Stop it! Get some help. Stop. <laughs> I think they play to his strengths. So like, I think it's very intentional. Like Michael's just he's like, very, uh, just... yeah, he's very stoic. Michael's a straight man. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's a good. That's a good way to look at it. Very, very, very straight. Because he's like, not very emotive. But yeah, that I guess that was just like sort of a quality of Michael Jordan. Whenever he would like appear on camera for anything, it was like McDonald's restaurants have asked me to talk to you for a minute about kids. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then other than that, I don't have anything else to say about it. Uh, I oh, I I guess the the music on the first one is oh yeah, way better. It's, it's a bop. Yeah. Like it's still, it's still. I it loses my mind. Like it, I still can't believe like how many iconic songs have come from Space Jam. Like when when I heard "I Believe I Can Fly," like and found that it was like uh, it was from Space. I was like, really? That's where it came from? <laughs> Wait, so I, I first heard it in Space Jam, so it was, I never had that moment of realization. But um, like, there's that. I was like, fly like in the. I mean, uh. Yeah, fly like an eagle. Seal, seal, and... Seals cover of cover of fly like an eagle. Um, 
hit them high. We just like the posse cut with like Method Man, uh, Coolio, Be Real, and uh, Buster Rhymes. That's my shit. That's my favorite like, song. Like, probably. Actually, um, like it's actually music. iconic, like yeah. properly iconic. Yeah. And there's hey. other. Oh yeah, there's the theme song by Quantity DJs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, man. Like, we'll get down hey to you, what are you going to do? <laughs> and we'll move on to uh, Pale. Which one you think is better? I had uh, I had two opportunities to see the second one, and I, the first time I was sick, and the second time I think I was just too tired. I was like, nah, it's fine. Um, seen the first one, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, I think it's fine. I don't. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna trust your opinions and say the second one's fine too. And it's just people overreacting for no good reason. I'm <laughs> like, yes, movie. It's just a movie. Uh, ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっ
I was so. trying to be optimistic, but yeah. <laughs> with the uh, I mean, it's, it's because of the second movie because it just made me think like, okay, Space Jam wasn't really that good, so why would it need a sequel? Like, money. It's all about money. I mean, Ant Man wasn't very good, and that got a sequel. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really wish Edgar Wright got to stay on board that one. Yeah. yeah well, when, when I saw the trailer for the second one, I mean, it just didn't really give me like a good. I mean, it's because like all the advertisements for HBO Max, and it just made me think, oh god, this is gonna be the rest of the movie. Dang. <laughs> I mean, was it? Uh, the HBO Max. Pro- most oh, yeah, actually, the second one. Actually, yeah. yeah, because when I decided to cave in and actually <laughs> watch the movie, it just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because they they only have it up for like a month, and then they'll just put it back in HBO Max. I yeah, think. it'll be back probably next month or something. Yeah, probably, probably. next month. And then, but yeah, like ninety percent of it is just an ad for for Warner Brothers properties. Mm. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, but for the first movie, I mean, you know, I enjoyed it. There's a couple of jokes I laughed at, like, um, let me see. It was when Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam were cosplaying as, you know, Men in Black. I thought or... it was Pulp Fiction. I, I yeah, heard, it's I heard. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Men in Black like, hadn't come out and the music, yeah. And then, like, Space Jam 2 went all in on like the references <laughs> can't a lady yeah. check her twitter okay <laughs> yeah, that was a really good popcorn movie you know i mean i mean let's get this out of the way like the animation is it's still pretty good you know i mean I like you say- said it's not really roger rabbit level but there's certain scenes like when bugs and daffy go into um michael jordan's house and they're yeah. really detailed with the animation and the shading. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the shading was kind of loud a little bit sometimes, where it's almost as if the characters are shiny. Yeah. But, you know, uh, anything, anything else to add, Boyle? Um, hmm. Oh, yeah, Newman. When he was in play. Newman. Like the part where Newman was inflated. I don't know why the hell Everyone's gonna bring up that part. Always. Alright, uh before we move on to the next one, I'll just add that uh uh Space Jam two had Big Chungus in it, so automatically it's better. <laughs> Big Chungus. Yeah, but the first one had Swole Chungus. Swole Chungus. Oh, that poor, yeah, yeah. The part where he drinks Michael Jordan's special stuff, which is, you know, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, uh, why is it special? I don't know. But yes. yeah. Uh, and then he gets really muscular. <laughs> the big Chungus. <laughs> anyway, uh, next topic the any criticism for the for both films? I, uh, we'll start from down up. So, Foil, do you have any? Additional criticism for, I guess the first one since since you didn't see the second one. Well, I mean, only 
negatives I can really think of is, you know, how Michael Jordan interacts with the tunes, I guess. It just seems like he's just there and then, you know, he doesn't really play around with him that much. Like, the one thing that I like about Space Jam 2 that I saw is how LeBron is actually in the cartoon world. So you get a little bit more leeway with that, but it's pretty much yeah. just live action, but with the Looney Tunes. Interesting. All right, cool. Uh, just All right, move on to Pale. Um, I don't really have any criticism for it. I'm not. I'm not gonna uh, offend it anyway. I'm like, it's a movie. It's a yeah. movie. It needed more Stitch. It needed more Golf Boys. Yeah, that's all we needed. It needed more goth boy stitch. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Boy. <laughs> oh, no. You had to slam on the brakes there. No, 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 no. Put it, God, throw it in reverse. I want to go back. It's separate. Separate. <laughs> it needed the, the guy from Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick or whatever. Yes. I love him, I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'll have much. I'll have much criticism for the first one. Like it. It's fine. Uh, on the second one is the second action was better. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get to. We'll get to that. The, uh, for the second one is I did not like uh algorithms, robot psychic. It really felt yeah. out of place. It, it... Oh yeah, it felt <laughs> this like, uh, minion. Yeah, it felt it was weird because the whole movie kind of feels like it's catered towards like the twenty to thirty year old crowd who saw Space Jam as kids or whatever. And then there's this thing which feels like a last minute, like oh yeah, those kids are gonna watch this who probably didn't grow up with the first one. So here's something for them. It's like I don't know, it was yeah, weird. Was... Oh yeah, that is weird. It felt that, out of place. That character had like no purpose being there. It has no purpose. It's out of place. I hate this its design because it's somehow way more cartoony than everything else in the movie. It, uh, it looks like it looks like a mascot for uh for like, like an a... antivirus software or something. <laughs> it does. It really Maybe does. that's the intention, but I I guess, but it doesn't look distinct. Like, if you told me it was, like, a, a mascot for, like, some kind of computer company or whatever, like, you would see that little character jump into the Intel Inside logo as the jingle plays. I thought he looked like a mascot of, like, a gas station or something. Um, he just looks like, I don't know, he looks something, he looks car, more car-related. Um... Yeah, you know what? I could see that. I could see that little character as, like, a standee on, like, a shelf at, like, an auto zone or above a slushy machine. <laughs> What's Garfax. the name of the character, by the way? Um, uh, or no one knows. I I I don't I know. Mean, I'm not I'm not looking it up. Just uh, Al Algie's robot partner. Algae rhythm sidekick. <laughs> um, I type in Algie rhythm sidekick, and I can't find any pictures at all of the character, which says a lot. Um, Pete. His name is Pete. What the fuck, Pete? <laughs> Yeah, according to the villains to the villains wiki, uh, his name is Pete. Great name. Is, does it stand for something, or is it just Pete? It's just literally Pete. Oh, that's <laughs> so generic. It's funny though, because it's like Pete. That's his name. I don't know. 
<laughs> he looks like a mask off of like tampons or something. You know what? He 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 could be a mask off for that Walmart, uh, the Kmart blue oh, light yeah. sale. Yeah. He does. He does, dude. He looks like a mutated Kmart light bulb. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a light bulb. That's almost like he looks like. That's that's a redesign. Yeah. <laughs> That's a corporate oh. redesign. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, if you were in 2D, it would have been more appealing, but I don't know. It would have been neat. But then again, it, the character would have still been just as pointless. Oh, Money yeah. Money was wasted doesn't... on that. Then... <clears throat> oh, yeah. He's just basically there to react to everything. Because I was thinking, like, oh, is he going to, like, turn his back on Algae and, like... Uh, and create the conflict? Know, help. Or like help them or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, you guys made me realize, like, oh yeah, he doesn't. He's literally just there to react and be cute for the kids. It, like, if he wasn't there, no one would have like. It technically the story, the story doesn't change. It technically helps out as kind of a because uh, what's the same again? I for, yeah, I even forgot. It's Pete, right? Because Pete ten is the one that brings all the all the people into the server world. Uh, I mean, by... I mean, yeah, but it's they could, have, but... they could they could have had him do that. They could have like they... had him snap his fingers. He's like, I saw that. It, it could be like Al Green was like, I saw this in a movie, and then he snaps his fingers, and yeah. all the and people they... get zapped in. They they could have I saw just... this in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> they could... that's, that's totally something a reference they would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. Don't tell anyone. It wasn't one. Of... Don't tell anyone, but it wasn't one of ours. <laughs> Oh, that'd be funnier if they that, did that. People would hate that because people hate references in movies. That would have been like it's really funny. This, this yeah, especially movie... because like Avengers references are such low hanging fruit at this point. But it would have been funnier. Yeah, I saw this in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be funny. <clears throat> Another the other criticism I have is uh shit I forgot. <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, I'll, I'll move on to Alex Sue then until I remember it. Oh, oh, I, oh shit! Turn. Never mind. Never mind. I I remember what it was. So the other other criticism for Space Jam Two is it 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 feels like it's self aware but it never goes fully into it. Like yeah, the beginning of the movie they're talking about how corporate kind of just milks uh the fame out of people and puts it everywhere in their products. And no, I, I feel like the movie I, calls itself out, but I feel like they could have played more with that. It, it was only in that that scene, and it, it kind of never gets brought up. <laughs> it should have been more yeah. self-aware. Oh no, no! You see, when you admit that uh, what you're doing is stupid, then and proceed to do it, then it no longer becomes <laughs> stupid, and you're smart, actually. Genius. Five D chess. Right. That's that's how Modern Family Guy writes all their stuff. That's that's all that's all I had to say. Uh, you can now now you can go, Alex. Alex too. Um, I think I think anything I wanted to say about Space Jam Two has already been said. Um, would anyone else like to air their grievances to the uh, to the estate of LeBron James? I said I realized. Oh wait, no, he's still alive. Words. Damn it. Oh, I was gonna say I realized I. When I was, I talked way too long about Space Jam 1, I'm like, oh, I accidentally went over the criticisms and qualities of both. Um, 
what, what, what did I not criticize about the first one? Oh, yeah, like I said the first one doesn't really have much of a focus on theme or character. Like, there's not, like, ever, like, bonding moments between MJ and, like, them. He's just kind of, like, along for the ride. Like, he's never, like, you know, Bugs, you're real cool. You remind me of my pops or something, you know, <laughs> or, or something. Oh, yeah, I or something about like the fact that. that he was doing baseball, too. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't call to mind much of that stuff or even kind of, like, why he's doing baseball. Like, I mean, he does it for his father, but it's, like, I mean, if you know that in real life about him, you know why he's doing it, but the movie doesn't do much about it. I don't know. Like, it's fine, though. Like, that's not the focus of the movie, but that is, like, a thing. It's, like, it doesn't have much in... And it's weight of that. And I've already said what I said about the second one, I guess. But the only thing I forgot, I think my least favorite part of the second one is uh, the Porky Pig rap. The por- <laughs> I Look, I love, yeah. I kind of like the I kind of like the Porky Pig rap. It's it's just so cringe that yeah, I, I just enjoy it. They did like the super hot fire. They did the super hot fire like rap reaction with everyone going, oh! Yeah, yeah, it was. I had, <laughs> that, I felt such. I was okay was with everything else in the movie. Yeah, I was okay with everything in the movie because you know, I saw it in the theaters and I was like, you get to that part and I was like, oh boy, I feel such secondhand embarrassment. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, look, cause I, because the, look, I love. See, the thing is, I heard the beat originally, like before he starts rapping, it's Flavor in the Ear by Craig Mack, and it's like, oh, that's cool. It's cool to hear that in a movie, but I'm like, no wait why is this still playing oh no he's gonna rap his and it's like oh god and it's like notorious like, p-i-g i like which, i do like the edits yeah. where they were just having to go like doing your mom it's like um titanic the anime series like it's like when drac raps in hotel Transylvania. oh yeah oh yeah that's definitely fringe yeah, they have him. They have him like pick up the microphone and start right when he's about to rap, and it just cuts to like uh, number six. Student watches <laughs> porn and gets naked. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll move on to next topic. Is like any good qualities uh, in the Space Jam movies? Uh, we we'll go from top to bottom. So Alex and Menace. Yeah. Yeah, I've already, again, <laughs> already. I jumped, oh, I mean, I do have one thing I didn't mention, but I will say it, um, the first one, uh, and no one talks about these, but I really like when certain animation sequences are really cool, like, um, I like the part where, where, um, Schwachhammer is kind of describing to MJ if he loses what his life is going to be like, and it suddenly shifts into different, like, a different art style, like, it's kind of this comic booky uh yeah. deep shadow like sort of like my mike magnolia whatever the hellboy guy is um yeah it, it's like these kind of deep blacks and shading and uh with like these sort of like not neon colors but like it's kind of you know it there's less colors like greens and yellows and purples and it looks really it looks really cool i love how that looks that part um and also the monster transformation sequence, which I guarantee is probably a fetish for someone also. Oh, I, that movie has so many fetishes. I can that confirm. Movie has so many fetishes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I said fetish and it woke me up. What? You got the yeah, I, did, got I mean, the it didn't bucks. do that for me, but I, I think it's really cool, though, just because, like, again, what I was saying earlier about the camera, the has the camera is very kinetic in that movie where it moves around a lot and yeah. uh, perspective and all that stuff. And, like, how, again, they look 
enormous, like the camera and the way we follow them and the the lighting and the colors and it's it's really cool. Um, also, the score um, for the first one, which no one talks again, no one talks about these things. I, I made sure to like make sure when I was we watching them, like what what is no one talking about? The score by James Newton Howard, I think, is does a pretty good job of like kind of playing up with the kind of classic Looney Tunes type music in terms of it's like it's light, it's breezy, it's upbeat, it's kind of cartoonish. The a lot of this music, the background, the score music for Space Jam. Versus the second one, it's I think it's done by Hans Zimmer or something because it's boring and I can't fucking remember a thing about it. But <laughs> but the first one, there's like cool st stuff on it that it's like I don't know. I, I think that's an underappreciated aspect is the support music. Uh, I think right. that's all I got. I, I already said I already said everything else for both movies. All right, move on to Alex Chu. <clears throat> hey, um, Bonnie Boob. No, we're not there. Yet. <laughs> that's the next topic. <laughs> I mean, that is something that is yet to be addressed, and uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a part of that. Uh, I didn't really watch Space Jam a lot growing up, well, so I wasn't really a part of that initial incident. But, uh, but we'll get to but, that when we get to yeah. that. <laughs> yes. Any other good criticism about the Space Jam movies? Oh. Oh, do you go again? Do you go away again? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, no, I can't really think of anything else in particular that I haven't already covered. I'm sorry, I thought I'd already moved on. Okay, uh, I guess for me is, uh, I didn't mention it before, but I do really enjoy the 3D models in Space Jam 2. Uh, Space Jam 2. Like, most of them, I, I agree that the oh, Lola, yeah, they translate pretty well. The Lola Bunny one is kind of the only one that that looks bad and it's the mouth area seems kind of weird but everything else re really translates like yeah, yeah daffy daffy Perfect. in particular looks really good actually that was one thing that i noticed that like they think that uh it was something about like the design is uglier and a lot of people are saying like oh well they don't want to sexualize her but you can have a character look visually appealing without making them a look without making them ugly yeah and then what is it uh, I really like Daff. Yeah, you're right. Daffy's really good. The LA Gossamer's fur effect is very oh, yeah. well made. Uh, the only, they, as a matter of fact, the only ones I don't like are the 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 Goon Squad. They, they oh no, I don't like their designs either. They okay. Yeah, there's another thing with the the with like the Goon Squad. They wrap. They did like a thing where they had Lola Bunny like coiled up by the Snake Woman twice. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, like if it happened once, that'd be one thing. But they had it happen twice, and the second time was like really was like they made it look really sensual. Damn! <laughs> like, oh no! And another good quality is on the first half of Space Jam one, uh, two is when they go to different worlds. I like the Lola Bunny one, the Wonder Woman world, where they change to more comic book aesthetic. Uh, that was pretty good. <clears throat> I wish they made LeBron look I, I like more like when a comic they go into the, too. I like when they go into the DCAU. That part was really cool. The D um, oh, I, I kind of wish they stuck there. The 90s style? Yeah. Yeah, because then Superman and all of them show up, and then you see Green Lantern, and it's it's a, it's a John Stewart. I'm like, oh shit, it's the DCAU version. That's dope. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. That's also... And John Stewart's cool. Yeah. That was also really cool. Um, and I kind of like 
out of like the other the montage i like the wily e. coyote one in the mad max universe <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's just dumb, but I liked it anyway. Uh, we'll move on to Pale. How about you? Um, the merchandise. Merchandise. <laughs> the merchandise. Where the real um, money of the movies made. Yep. The first one. Um, I've seen some of the merchandise in the second one. It's all right, but that um that LeBron James does doesn't hold a candle to the Michael Jordan uh space. Figure I got. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta remind myself. Wait, is that actually? Wait, is that actually yours? Yes, it's actually mine. This that, whole time, I thought you were just posting a random picture from the internet. <laughs> no, no idea it's that mine. Was yours. That's so. I can oh. take a picture in a bit, but it's mine. I own that. I want it. Five dollars at the flea market. I got the best so thing funny. I ever bought. I... I gotta remind myself to put that image on the video. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, post it. Yeah, put, put that picture. So <laughs> I had no idea that was your picture. It makes it even funnier. Yeah. yeah. Another thing, a weird thing about merchandise is what? Why? Why are people the, taking the heads off LeBron James toy? Oh, like, I have no idea. What the fuck is up with that? <laughs> Um, oh yeah, there's weird merchandise for the second one. Like there's like a peanut holder. Maybe thing it just and... comes off easily. I'm not sure. They're just trying to be funny. It's just weird. I'm like, why are you taking off the heads of this? One thing that like felt kind of pandery and like really kind of cynical was like I saw it when like seeing the uh, their jerseys in the movie. I'm like, wait, they have like a Nike logo on there. I'm like, wait a minute. And I look it up, and there's like you can get like an official Nike jersey of the Toon Squad and the Goon Squad. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Anything else to add, Pale? No, that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you, Foil? Hmm. I'll probably say like the those little bug aliens, or whatever they're called. They're yeah. Kind of like minions, but they're actually funny. Yeah, I don't know the name. Well, I mean, it was a pre. It was a pre minions one. world. Oh, you're talking about the 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 nerdlucks, the little aliens. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the nerdlucks when they're before they turn into monsters, right? Yeah, because like the scene, the best scene in the movie, in my opinion, is probably, you know, when Bugs Bunny does his bit about, you know, have you seen a rabbit around here? And that's this classic Looney Tunes humor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, aside from that, I pretty much said everything I needed to say. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the next. The last topic of Space Jam is the Bunny Boobas. Yeah. The whole controversy. Uh, revolving around that. Uh, we'll start with Foil. What, what do you think about the redesign? Lola's redesign and the controversy around it? I would say Rule 34. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, you have people complaining about something that they can just find on the internet. Yeah, that's the th that's my main thing. Is like, it doesn't, I'm sorry to I'm just like my main that's my main thing too is just like it doesn't matter how hot they made the character like porn artists are going to fill in the blank regardless it doesn't matter yeah like that fake Thank picture you. from the first space jam of like lola having like being really curvaceous and having cleavage i'm like that's not real that's fan art that people are sharing around the yeah. see this is what she looked like in the original movie i'm like fucking idiot <laughs> yeah but um I mean, it doesn't make any sense just going off that because you didn't come to the movie to have a boner, right? No. I mean, you came to see in Looney public. Tunes. In and... not. 
With children. With children. <laughs> no. So while I prefer the original design, because you know, I mean, you know, if you know, you know. But um, yeah. We're just you uptight know, about you know. the design. Pretty much it. All right. Uh, what about you, Pale? About uh, Lola Bunny? Yeah, Bunny Booba controversy. Um, they're just booze. <laughs> um, I, like I don't like the design. Like, like changed from, like I don't, I don't even remember. Um, did she? I don't think she didn't have like big boobas or anything in the original. No, right? no, she really does not. She's, not... she's very petite. Um, she has them, but like they're not, they're not like, like huge or anything. Like fair appearance, kind of just. I think it's just people overreact. Yeah, seeing pictures from past and present, uh, I, I'll be honestly, I, I can't tell the difference. I mean, it's just a bunny character. It's not like you can fuck it. <laughs> uh, don't. I can. not I can try. Oh. Don't tell me what to do. I'll tell you all what to do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. All right. Anything else to add, Phil? No, that's it. That's it. I right. hate how, I hate how this is a topic we're talking about, but okay. <laughs> it's, it's it was like something that it, what it was something that people were like genuinely upset or it was like, oh no, it's like she's not hot anymore. Like that it's, that was something you cared about to begin with. It's, it's for like the raw like what people were like, why isn't this fourteen year old girl like built like a supermodel with like big tits and ass? And it's like it's, she's fourteen, like you're weird. It's is for that, the is Hmm, and Shira, I, I actually don't know. Oh it's boy, canon. I'm going to jail. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Anis for me is I kind of don't care either way. It, that they got rid of her her breast, like she is is almost the same shit, almost because yeah. they weren't big. They weren't that big in the first place, <laughs> and. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna jack off to it, I'm gonna find a way anyway. Like shit. <laughs> yeah, girls with small Although, breasts are valid. I'll add this. I feel like the removal of them for to make her less sexual is dumb anyway. Like, cause boobs are just the 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 there. You're just there. Yeah. You're flushed. Just big flesh on the body. It's like when they remove Miss Keen's uh, tits in the oh, Cowboy Girl 2016 yeah. for, for some oh. reason. That's not the worst thing about they that. Oh, I know, I know, oh, I know, I know. It just came to mind. Like, yeah, having having breasts doesn't automatically make it sexual. It, it's oh yeah, that's, it's just a context of it. It's just that's no, more no, of a, kind of a sexism. Like, that's more of a sexism type thing in terms of like you know you you. Uh, like breasts are just naturally there, but men rule the world, so it's like, oh, uh, breasts are sexual by nature, and it's like they're not. You, yeah, you know, they like they, it's just part of the it's just part of the female shape. It's not a big deal. They and by big shape, you know, by going out of the way, you're kind of making you're kind of drawing attention to it. It's long as she had like cleavage in the first. <laughs> oh, I will cleavage. say, I will say, like, um. People, I will say people, uh, the, some, I, ugh, 
there's probably there's so many people who complain about it not because it's like kind of misogynist because like no she's not sexy anymore it's like please stop talking she's not <laughs> damn it she's not sexy <laughs> but yeah all right i find the whole thing dumb anyway yeah like you're uh, dude you're you're already jerking off to a cartoon rabbit if you can like if you can do that you can get past the lack of boobs you, you'll yeah. be fine Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, what about you, Alex, too? I know you already, like, uh, interjected yeah, about that. I, uh, a lot, but anything else? I couldn't hold, I'm sorry, <laughs> I couldn't hold my tongue. This is just a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> All for the views. <laughs> but anything else, Brad? Does ever be your penis? Uh, it's near and dear to my heart and uh, her chest. Yes. But yeah, I I guess I will just move on to Alex Menace. Anything, anything you want to add? I hate this topic. <laughs> um, I hate that this is even a thing people are like made a made a controversy about. Um, uh, I think it's dumb. I don't know. Like it's hardly noticeable unless you're looking for it. Like, like... <laughs> oh god, yeah. Like it, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's ridiculous, I think. And also, again, the thing I mentioned earlier about like it's a kind of a not to sound like a SJW, you know, to <laughs> to piss off our viewers, but um, it, it kind of a patriarchy kind of type world. So it's you know the female form is often seen as naturally sexual by default, even though it's you know it's just how it, how it is. Versus, like, you know, a guy can take their shirt off, and that's not considered sexual. But, you know, if a woman does, it's automatically, like, oh, you're inviting this attention. But, you know, same thing with same thing with Lola Bunny. Just, you know, she, it's just whatever, you know. Have the, She has them or she doesn't have them. It, I think it's the conscious decision to remove them or to make them less noticeable than they already were kind of speaks more to the filmmakers than, you know, the people reacting, maybe, in terms of, like, if you guys are worried about this, I think you guys are, I think you guys might have a problem, you know, if her having that is, you know, what you guys consider yeah. like, oh, that's inappropriate for kids. I'm like, it's not like her tits are like out and, <laughs> you know, she's wearing oh, like no. this, like, look, like a shirt that's showing off her cleavage. And even then yeah. cleavage is like not. not... No one was thinking about this, but now that you're making this big of a fuss, now people are going to be thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Alex, it's it's all for the clicks. Yes. Yeah, but that's that's my stance on it. Not to again, not to like, not to suddenly get comments of like, like, man, this 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 podcast was good before it got political. But you know, yeah. Nah, man, <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. I'm the one that that has to deal with it. And <laughs> I'll fight side by side with you, brother. But yeah. Anyway, move on to the next topic. The coming after you yeah. the looney tunes back in action probably one of the best looney tunes movies out there <laughs> yeah uh that's, that's just a fact no we'll we'll go from what, what was the last order oh it's me okay we'll go to, with alex uh likes and dislikes and you can add in like criticism for it at the same time yeah, um, well, I mean, criticism is basically the same as dislikes, but um, uh, I 
wish I could say I love this movie because um, I rewatched it and I honestly think it's okay. Um, I think like like okay like well, what do I like about it first? Um, I think the animation is you know smooth and expressive. You know courtesy of a courtesy of a Disney animator Eric Goldberg since he's he was a head of animation director at the time for this movie. Um, and it's not like as express. It's not like again the framing and cinematography, or whatever, isn't as like out there as Space Jam, but it still kind of has like slick and smooth style. And that's like, kind of reminiscent of 50s, 60 era Hollywood films. Like even the fact that the movies in CinemaScope, you know that like widescreen, you know, 2.39 by one. I'm not sure if I'm making sense, yeah. but that 2.39 yeah. by one aspect ratio. Um, you know, very reminiscent of 50s, 60s Hollywood films. Um, and you know, with its the way it's made, it, it feels like it um also i like i like the whole vegas this whole scene in vegas like visually and stuff like that's cool and the junior senior song that introduces that scene the needle the needle drop of the junior senior song is really cool i love that oh so yeah much. dude that was where i first heard that uh when i heard uh what was it uh, move your feet that song is yeah uh, that song is a bop yeah it's 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 the unofficial queer anthem but um <laughs> okay. uh, hey driver is uh, pretty good too the the chase music yeah, I like the credits music also, um, because it's it's another junior senior song. It's like Coca Nut or something. I don't know. Uh, but you know, um, and the credit sequences like are cool because it kind of shows like kind of the uh, it shows like the like character like animatics and concept art in the credits, which I think is it's it, it, it of the Looney Tunes movies. It's by far has the best credits because it's you know it has like concept art and little custom animations of them like you know a animatic type work and it's it's cool um also the the part um the part where they uh where elmer fudd chases them into the paintings is bar none like the best part like i oh. love that oh yeah that that sequence that was, is great that was really yeah. cool i love that because it's just removed from the bullshit i will talk about later um where it's just it's just them <laughs> you know, classic Looney Tune type antics. This is them being chased around and jumping into different yeah. art styles and stuff like that. And it's it's just fun and kind of creative and there's a lot of energy. And I also like the space battle thing at the ending, which I don't know if people like that one because no one brings it up as much, but uh, the space battle between Bugs, Daffy, and Marvin Martian. And, you know, Daffy turns into... Uh, I, was, I almost said Darkwing Duck. I almost said Darkwing Duck. Yeah, Duck Dodgers. That would be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah yeah it's like oh right wrong he like pulls out a costume with darkwing duck and he quickly puts it back it's like oh wait no wrong costume whoops. Like, you know oh whoops yeah um yeah like i like that like it's it's just you know it's cool we're just kind of getting to see them doing their antics and stuff like that and uh i like that daffy gets his like hero's moment because i like daffy uh and yeah there's like stuff like that but i don't i think what doesn't work as well for me is just like the story itself and the live action cast, like, you know, I get that it plays with, it's like a spy, James Bond type spy movie, and it plays with tropes about it, but I just, I just really could not care less what was happening with these characters. Like, the story about, um, of, a uh, why am I forgetting his name? Um, Brennan Fraser's character? Brennan Fraser's character. Yeah, um, yeah, like, I, like the whole thing with his dad and trying to save him, it's like I really don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, no disrespect to Brent Fraser because he's like a sweet guy, deserves the world. He's, you know, he's cool. I love him, but, um, 
I don't know. I, I think him playing the straight man doesn't work for this movie because he works best when he's also being, you know, like in George of the Jungle or something or The Mummy where he's just like the he's just kind of this comedic out there guy versus this movie. He's just kind of again, he's playing the Michael Jordan type, but that doesn't work to his strengths. He's a lot better when he's trying to be funny. Um, when he just goes full ham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like another movie I will probably bring up that he was in um, but later, but Honestly, I feel like he was at his best in, like, George of the Jungle. Yeah, or The Mummy. But yeah, George of the Jungle, because he's really he's a really good comedic actor, um, physically and, you know, but... Yeah. I don't know. And then the main characters are, again, they're not very interesting. Like, I don't even remember the name of the lady character. Uh, the villain... It's just... It's, I don't know. I just felt like... I do like how the, the evil impatient. corporation in the movie was Acme. Yeah. That was nice. <clears throat> And I don't know. It just feels like it drags in points because I'm just kind of waiting for them to get on with their live action stuff and go back to Bugs and Daffy doing their thing. And it's like, I, I don't know. I because people say this is like a misunderstood, like not like a hidden gem or like a or low key kind of a, a masterpiece or a classic. It's like I really wish I could say that because like Joe Dante also his vision got trifled with a lot. Because it is a masterpiece, Alex. Well, well, I mean, Joe Dante's vision got trifled with a lot. Like, it was supposed to be um, a different thing also, but Warner Brothers and the exact... You know, this is the last Hollywood movie he did for a reason because he was just kind of mad that they didn't let him do what he wanted to do, and I wish he got to do more of what he wanted because I think the film kind of is... It's just okay, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it again, but I just didn't... wasn't vibing with it, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Continue. Uh... What about you, Alex, too? I can totally see how, like, because uh, I do remember hearing stories about, like, how at some point this was meant to be a completely different movie. And you can kind of see traces of that where, like, they were trying to build up to something else. Like, uh, like apparently in the original, in the original, like, uh, cut of the movie, there was going to be a scene where, like, Brendan Fraser, where it addresses, like, the romance subplot where like Brendan Fraser is like hey uh this is the girl I've been uh, on my mission with I don't really know a lot about her so I guess we're in love <laughs> like that would have been that would have been kind of funny if that was actually in the movie oh uh, what a, what a, and just uh I don't know I kind of feel like the original ending was the ending we got in the theatrical cut was more funny but at the same time uh I don't know I feel like it would have been. It definitely would have come out better if Joe Dante's vision was able to show itself in full. Interesting. Yeah. Anything else to add? Wait, he doesn't know. Alex. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything, anything uh, else to add. I just. I guess I'll move on to me. Uh, I really like the movie. Like, I I generally find the humor. Uh, like I I saw it recently. I think like a month ago. And I think the humor still holds up, like this. Uh, yeah, the wall. Uh, I forgot the Walmart scene. The meta humor in between the oh yeah, that the part scenes was kind of funny. Are pretty funny. Uh, when like when product placement is that like blatantly obvious, it's kind <clears> of <throat> it's kind of endearing. I also like, um, I like the the Warner Brothers are just two two actual brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they just make rash decisions, like out of, out of like dumb insight, 
like firing Daffy Duck because the viewers don't like Daffy Duck for some reason. Like, but it it really speaks well to how like businesses make decisions. <clears throat> it falls in line with like Daffy's character too, just like constantly getting bad breaks. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just add in one thing is I, I like the fact that uh, Shaggy's Shaggy's um, voice so, actor Matthew Willard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's being you sound out. like a total space cadet, man. <laughs> yeah, he's being shoot. He's being chewed out by um, yeah. cartoon versions. That was nice. Uh, that's uh, like that's one of the jokes that like uh, I appreciate that like I definitely appreciated more as like I got older. But yeah, uh, for any dislikes, I kind of just agree with what Alex Amina said that I cannot remember any of the main char- any of the characters' actual names or <laughs> their their purpose. Uh, but other than that, uh, I really liked the movie. <clears throat> I'll move on to Pale. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of the movie. I, I don't remember. It's been, like, years. Um, I don't really have anything to add. Um, yeah. That's, I don't have anything to add. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. Alright. Alright. Bye-bye. Oh, Royal. I am real. Royal Foil. Ugh. <laughs> Okay, um, so I haven't really gotten a chance to actually see the movie again, because it's been a long while since I saw it. The only parts I really remember is, like, the beginning, part when they're in the desert. Um, let's see. And, I mean, all I remember is, like, the live-action parts were, like, really long. And that's kind of a problem with most of these live-action hybrids because they kind of take a while with the live-action part and then their target audience is pretty much talking about, like, hey, you want to see the cartoon characters. You know? Yeah. Because that's something that, you know, Space Jam and mostly uh, Roger Rabbit did a good job with, like, actually meshing the two together instead of just having, like, a whole thing of live-action stuff and then getting the cartoons afterwards. Oh, yeah, Roger Rabbit like, oh, it's, it's so much easier to market stuff. when you have, like, uh, actors whose faces you can put on it. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing, too. Like, at least with Space Jam, you have Michael Jordan, which, you know, at the time, you probably had kids that really looked up to him since it was, you know, it was big at the time. But, you know, yeah. Brendan Fraser and the other lady? I don't know. I... The uh, I, I, talk, I forgot what, what was her job anyway. I think she was mm-hmm. like a co producer, I guess. I think so, she was like an agent or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, on anything not involving Looney Tunes, I don't really remember. Yeah, that's my yeah, that, that was my big thing. There's just a lot that isn't with them. It's like stick with them because <laughs> <laughs> even space, like, like royal, um, like. Um, Sometimes I don't know if to call you royal or to call you foil because both work, but um, yeah. no, but like you said earlier, um, to Space Jam's credit, it has a better job of meshing Michael Jordan's stuff with the Looney Tunes. Well, he's he's in their, he's in their world, you know, versus yeah. 
the Looney Tunes and back into action are in our world. Like a desegregated yeah, version of Roger Rabbit, because Xeno you know, Tunes live next to people and it's just whatever. Oh, yeah, that's another thing I want to bring up. Like, I really do. I mean, I wish. More, you know, they went around the more uh, behind the scenes stuff. Right. It's like really cool seeing, like, it's kind of more grounded Looney Tunes, I guess you can say. I mean, not like the Looney Tunes show, but, you know, it's actually seeing how they function offset. All right. That was a nice detail. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess we can just move on to the next topic. On like favorites and least favorite like live action cartoon hybrids. Uh, we'll go with foil first. So foil. Favorite and least favorite live action cartoon hybrids. Okay, so what was that? I think it's safe to say that uh, that like all of our favorite is all of our favorites are either Roger Rabbit or uh, Space Jam. Come on, it's like um. Welcome to the. I guess, but I mean, I have other ones I didn't get to mention that I loved. Um, well, I don't oh, know. True, love. true. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, oh. uh, foil is busy. Oh. Foil. Okay, so, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, recently I saw um, let's see that Yogi Bear movie. Yeah. Oh, no, at the time I was like, oh yeah. god, this is terrible. Why are they doing this for? Because you know it's just it doesn't <laughs> seem right. But I watched it again. It was actually not that bad. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, what can you really do with a Yogi Bear movie? I mean, it's, it's basically about these two bears that go around stealing picnic baskets, and then the ranger yells at them. It's it's true to, I mean, it's true to form. Yeah. It's, the characters it's, actually uh, acted in character. Yeah. Like, fair enough. You get and then, like, the signs for the characters, like, it's, they definitely did a good job of, like, converting, you know, the 2D drawings and then making them into 3d models uh, even I, though the plot is free oh sorry i've never seen it so before i had to watch it <laughs> Movie that's on HBO Max. oh it is hmm. yeah it's I gonna disappear it, like yeah. end of the month oh i should watch it i guess even though i'm <laughs> oh boy, I gotta watch the Yogi Bear movie, you know. But yeah. it's not the kind of movie you really go out of your way to see. It's like if you, but if you have it like on Netflix, I'm like, I got nothing else to do. I can, I can watch this. But like if it's happened to be on, like yeah, I guess I can watch the Yogi Bear movie because it basically has that same predictable plot. It's basically like, okay, so you know if this Jellystone is gonna be taken over by this big corporation, and then you know Yogi screws up somehow, so. That's to find a ranger, and you know, it was about some endangered species, and they know that if they got the endangered species out of the park, they'll be able to actually continue, you know, building on the, taking it over. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I have to say about Yogi Bear is it has probably the worst use of the Wilhelm scream. Oh. There's, like, a scene where, um... Or like uh, Yogi like falls on his back and a pine cone hits him and he does the wheel hum scream. 
You, you don't get it, Alex. That's gonna be a meme in like 2024. Better. <laughs> it was a, it, I, th I remember it being a meme a while back. Oh. Where people were like posting it on Twitter. <laughs> Bring it back. Gotta milk. All right. A anything else to add, Royal Foil? Um. Let's see. Okay, something that really surprised me when I found out it was Justin Timberlake that did um, Boo Boo's voice. Like, he did yeah, a really good that job. Was, that was all right. advertised. Then oh, he actually you know, did? Yeah. Hmm. You have Bill Murray. <laughs> Murray. Um, Dan Aykroyd, I'm tripping. All right, so yeah, Dan Aykroyd doing um, Yogi's voice. And he does a really solid job doing, like, his own thing. He did all right. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, like my least favorite, I, the Smurfs. Like I, the fact that I had to go to theaters and actually see that movie, like actually pay money to see the movie. You paid for that? I didn't pay for it. My mom did. Like she was oh. like, "Oh, hey, you want to go see the Smurfs movies?" I'm like, "Oh God." I mean, oh, sure, I want to hang out with my mom, but at the same time, to see the Smurfs movie. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, that's something that's like, that's like, oh, it's like, why don't you want to go see a movie with us as a family? It's like, it's not you guys. It's just that you want to go see A Dog's Purpose, and I don't really want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with you. Just the movie. Uh, but, um... The worst, I mean, the best parts about the movie that I can really think of on top of my head was, you know, Gargamel, played by um, Hank Azaria. That was well, a really I, I good movie. that man always try. Yeah. All right. You know, the movie's pretty dated because you have stuff like Guitar Hero. Like, when was the last time you heard Oh, yeah. It's about like that? a big product yeah. placement for Guitar Hero. And, like, um, product was, placement. I was when the movie came out, too. Yeah. Strange. Um, yeah, and then the character designs are really ugly because they gave them these human eyes. Human like, eyes, uh, hyper-realistic like skin. Really so close. They, their skin has, like, pores and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. They yeah. had to build a special, like, device for the camera so they could shoot three inches off of the floor. Um, that Smurfs Lost Village movie, they did a really a better job of converting the Smurfs into 3D. They took cartoons and made them look like cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, a I don't even want to talk about the second movie. I mean, that was just trash. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see the second one. I know it had a uh, it had goth Smurf in it, and that's about yeah. it. Katy Perry yeah. as the goth Smurf. No, and probably jerked off for that movie. That's that's all you need. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that was the problem. That was the problem with the first one. It just didn't hit the goth demographic. So that's what the second was for. Hell yeah! Maybe Lola Bunny for Space Jam too. If she was goth, people would have liked it more. Fuck oh, yeah! Dude, un undoubtedly, one hundred percent. I can confirm as a goth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You saw how crazy people were going for goth Isabel when that was a thing. That was cute, yeah. Iconic. Alright, anything else to add Royal Foil? Well, sir. Nope, alright. Uh, we'll move on to Pale. Um, by the live-action cartoon hybrids, do you mean like 
Does he have to be specifically like Space Jam? It had to be specifically uh, live action and that uh, a cartoon meshed with them. Okay, so I wouldn't count like Scooby Doo wouldn't count, right? No. Okay, in that case, would Monkey Bone count or no? Well, we're gonna talk about that later, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, Monkey Bone counts. So Scooby Doo doesn't count because you know I just said the Smurfs and uh, Yogi Bear. No, but hmm, actually, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I I never yeah. felt that Scooby Doo counts. Yeah, cause it's not like. Uh, I guess weird. I guess Scooby Doo would count. He's a cartoon, dog. but no one treats him as a cartoon. Dog. I guess Jogi Bear. Uh, no one, no one treats him as a cartoon bear, though. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like it. I feel like to an extent, uh, it falls under that umbrella. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I actually was expecting this to be a topic of like, what's the difference between live action and animation hybrids? Because like. Technically speaking, um, something like Avengers Endgame is there's so much CGI and like animation going on with it, but like, you know, yeah, there's but, like more, there's more of it in that movie probably than in Space Jam, you know, um, that, the first one. I think they are like Space Jam has uh, like because at the end of the day, it all it started as a cartoon, so I think I I'm... think it's also just a verisimilitude type thing in terms of like. Endgame expects you to believe this is real. This is like these are real aliens, real worlds. And Space yeah. Jam and uh, Roger Rabbit and stuff kind of calls so attention. Like these are cartoon characters, but I want we want you to believe that they're actually here interacting with them. But you know, yeah. it's I guess that's a, that's a distinction you can make if like if the movie is intentionally calling to attention, like you know, like Alvin, like I don't, I, like I wouldn't consider Alvin and the Chipmunks. Because they're just chipmunks that happen to talk in their world, yeah. you know? Like, they're animated, but they're just, right. you know... But at the same time, like, like, modern animated animated live-action hybrids, like, even if they're not, like... Whenever you f hear about or see a movie like that, you kind of know it. They all have, like, this same energy to them. Like, Alvin and the Chipmunks yeah. and the Smurfs have, like, the exact same energy to them. What about like Tom and Jerry, the the new Tom and Jerry that came? That one. Oh, I would like to see that, but that, it looked it looked that really looks, um, bad. I don't that know. one, that one counts. It it looked kind of, yeah, that one counts. It looks oh. kind of boring. There's like, um, I guess I'll just go with the generic, uh, the Roger Rabbit one as favorite. I mean, it's just a good fit. It's just a good movie, though. It is. Um, don't really hate. Any of the hybrids, even if they're bad, I find something good out of it. Like even yeah, I mean, they're not like offensive. They're just yeah. meh. Like even with the Tom and Jerry one, even though it's kind of bad, I'm like I still like some of the stuff they did with it. It's right. kind of steep, but I still like the way it looks. <laughs> yeah, at least like the animated part. With the butter. I mean, that's really the most. That's the only thing you can really say is like the animated parts are probably the best. Yeah. And it's consistent where yeah. all the animals are cartoons. Yeah. That's Fine. pretty good. <clears throat> Not like Garfield. I mean, yeah, Garfield, where it's like, oh, just Garfield is the one that's like CGI, but Odie's well, yeah. just a regular dog. And every other animal is regular. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, sure, let's do that. 
Then, the, then there's Tale of Two Kitties where had, there's two Garfields. Yeah. Ooh. It's really stepping it up. I haven't seen those Garfield movies since they came out. Oh. Uh, yeah, I same. Just, I just know people hate them, and I'm like, I like them They're as a kid, but I, I probably, I'm pretty sure if I saw them again, I'd be like, oh god, I can see why people hate these movies. <laughs> all I remember is the second one has uh, I, I Feel Good by James Brown in the commercials. That's all I remember. And the credits, I think. I don't know. Or the first one, I don't know. All right, Tim Curry. You can't forget about Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Woo! Hot. Anything else to add, Tim? No, that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, at least for me, excluding Roger Rabbit, just because that that well made, uh, is the uh, I I still have a soft spot for back in action, like. I, yeah, I, same. I grew up with, with that movie, and if, and uh, hmm, for least favorite, I can't. They they're mostly just trash, though. Mm. At least like when it's bad, it's like really bad. So yeah. I can't I can't pick like a least favorite. Yeah. Probably that like nineteen sixties fish movie. Where the guy turns himself into a fish. Ooh, yeah, what was that? I always, I've always, I would always see like DVDs of that on like the discount shelf, but I never, I never figured, remembered what movie it was. Uh, like whatever, whatever that movie actually is, seems kind of boring. At least from the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just every, so bad. It's good, but. That's just yeah. every time I want to look that movie up, just like a '60s movie where man, uh, where man becomes cartoon fish. I feel like Google just responds like, "You okay?" Oh, here it is the incredible Mister Limpet. Wait, what did I miss? Sorry, I was gone for a minute. What did I miss? Uh, that one '60s movie where a guy turns himself into a cartoon fish. Funniest shit I ever seen. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know either. I found it. It's called oh, that one like live action hybrid that was uh that's I don't know who put it in the chat. It was like made on like it looked like it was made on a budget of like fifty dollars. Oh, uh, Jimmy's head. No, uh, well that too. Desert, you know what, that Desert Mirage. Yeah, that me. one. But yeah, it's really good. I don't have anything else to add. I'll move on to Alex too. Um, well, I think. I enjoy, uh, I mean, like, obviously for me, like, Roger Rabbit is, for me, like, the my favorite one and the best one, but I do kind of like the ones that are so mind-bogglingly insane that it becomes fascinating. Like, Out of Jimmy's Head is an absolute mess, and uh, I, it's kind of entertaining for that reason, for the same reason it's entertaining to watch a train wreck. I need to watch all of Desert Mirage, because this looks absolutely unhinged. Really is, I'm telling you, because like at the end, I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, it's crazy. Because first, when you watch it, you think, okay, it's just gonna be some kind of a crazy, not crazy, but just a dumb comedy. And then when you get to the parts where like he argues with his brother he hasn't seen in a long time, it's like crap. Things are really getting serious. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that... The acting gets really good at some points. 
And as far as least favorite, probably the forgettable ones like the Smurfs and uh, can't really pull any else out of the top of my head. I, you know what? Alvin and the Chipmunks are particularly uh, annoying. Well, that's if we count them, but yeah. Yeah, if the, if we count them. But honestly, that's another thing. It's like it's honestly to the point where it's like, who who cares about classifying these? <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, are you kidding me? I am a gatekeeper of live as, action animation. Hybrids. As a film historian, I have to care. <laughs> it, it is, no it, it is the burden that follows me. I forgot about the Avengers of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, I was. Gonna, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh my god! I completely forgot about it. You know what? That one's pretty good too. It's not like the best, but still. All right. Anything else to add, Alex? Too? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. All right. What about you, Alex Menace? For favorites, um, outside of Roger Rabbit, which is probably my favorite, um, and Space Jam, the first one, uh. There's uh, and I'm only gonna mention them quickly because I didn't actually get have time to rewatch these, so I don't know if they'd actually hold up. But you know, whatever. Uh, James and the Giant Peach. Uh, I really like that one growing up. Oh, yeah. Right. Ah. Uh, you know, also Henry Selick. Um. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. I remember really liking that one. Um. As a film, yeah, that again, one's I good. Seen, I haven't seen it in a while, so unless someone wants to like, chime in about it, because I haven't seen it recently, so. I, I I have very fond memories of it. It's very I think it's very charming. Yeah. I used to think the kid in that movie was the same kid from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because they both were British and they had like the same haircut. They look like, oh, very. Wait, this movie similar. came out like ten. Yeah. I was like, oh wait, this movie came out ten years earlier. <laughs> Can't be the same kid, but. No. Um, like if you told the... me those two kids were brothers, I would have believed it. Yeah, all all British kids look the same, but um, they come from a. They all come from yeah, the same crazy. den mother. They, they all come from the queen. Oh yeah, the, no! The, the like queen, queen lays the all queen. of the Brits in eggs. Like an oh. ant. Yeah. The ones that don't develop properly become corgis. Oh. <laughs> um, but I also um I also really like uh. Or they become the Scottish. Ca- <laughs> the Three Caballeros, the Disney movie with uh, Donald Duck. Uh, Jose the parrot and Poncho the rooster. I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen that movie. Okay, I pale, have. we've seen it. Yeah, oh. the three caballeros. Um, Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Horny as fuck. Oh yeah, he <laughs> yeah. is. But I, yeah, I really, I remember I that one I saw a lot growing up. I, I love that movie. It's, it's, it's just fun. But again, I haven't seen yeah. it in, in a couple years, so I can't tell you yeah. specifics. I've seen about, it like, once, if... but I would like to see it again. It's I think remember Song of the South. Yeah. Well, what? I haven't oh. seen that one, so I'm not going to mention so, it. Oh, like, so it. many people are willing to die on that hill. The Dude, oh, yeah. if you go to, like, Save Splash Mountain Facebook pages, the stuff that people are saying is absolutely insane. <laughs> They're talking about, like, uh, how, like, oh, we need to send emails, co- countless emails and phone calls to them <laughs> to punish them. <laughs> That'll show them. They were. They got to the point where they were creating multiple YouTube accounts so they could dislike a Black History Month video on Disney Parks YouTube channel. Damn. Like, bro. To, say, to say like, and they were saying stuff like, "This is our only chance to save Splash Mountain." Bro, it's just a ride on this. They calm down. All the rides like, change. Yeah. Jeez. God, my. It's like it's so it's so bizarre. 
I need to make I need to make a video on it at some point so, with like the response that that video essay oh, received. Wow. Yeah, because <laughs> I uh, I like Splash Mountain, but shit, man, like things change. Like let it die already. Let it die. Let it die. The, let it shrivel up and die. The, well, yeah. I'm sorry to derail, but. Uh, but yeah. Also, Song of the South is boring. It's not that it, good. It is. I've heard. I've heard the main criticism I is like it's not even that it's like. Who saw it? It's like racist or like that it like. It's not like birth of like, a nation like, bad, but it's not like it's, just it's not the best. It is a little oofy, but it's also boring. Yeah. I've heard. I've heard the main thing. It's not like it's actively racist. Like it's not like the main character saying the n word no. or whatever. It's more just the other kind of racism of like. See, slavery wasn't all that bad. Like, you know, some other guys would be, yeah. like, you know, live in the house and stuff. And they're happy, you know. Oh, you get to do chores and have your own place. Yeah, because I saw I saw the, what, like, a couple months back. And yeah. the, the biggest, it, it they're, they're not, like, openly racist or anything. Like, no, there's no Disney character whipping up the slaves or anything. It's just they make it seem... Like yeah. not that big of a deal, which is probably talk. the most concerning part. <clears throat> yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing. And I understand why, because this is Disney being Disney and trying to make everything seem all happy and sherry. <clears throat> yeah, Disney likes to really dress stuff up. Yeah. But yeah. These are very first gay open character the very first oh, really? this is our first gay character disney this is the seventh first, first gay character you, in a row you brought to class yeah, <laughs> yeah. that should be this a is topic our first very, this is our second very first gay character this year that should be a yeah. topic for for another podcast Hell yeah. that would that would be a good one oh no corella sucks this is by the way okay Anyway, anything else to add, Alex Simmons? Um, well, yeah, I said uh, Three Caballeros, but I don't yeah. think you guys have seen that movie, or all of you except for one, but um, yeah. that movie, uh, the, I mean, these were kind of stretching it. Um, otherwise, this would be like probably my second favorite, or maybe even my favorite over Roger Rabbit, uh, the first uh, SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Uh yeah. Because oh, yeah. I mean, it's mostly animated, oh, yeah. but there are like definitely like the yeah. opening with the pirates in the middle, and then once they go to yeah. Shell City and the ocean, you know. Um, if we're counting that, I I I love that movie. It's uh it's amazing. Um, but mm. there's that. Um, but I'll probably the one I want to as a technicality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's not yeah, enough. Yeah, but the one I. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was say, but the one I want to mention that I for sure is a hybrid and no one's mentioned and one I really like. It's not my favorite, but it's one of them, uh, Osmosis Jones. Oh, oh, yeah. oh shit. You're right. So many, like, yeah. so many <laughs> submerged memories keep resurfacing. Yeah. No, I, I saw that one recently for sure because I wanted to like make sure of like, because it's on HBO Max. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it is. And it's like, the live action parts are definitely the weakest parts of it. Like, yeah. and yeah. I even mentioned in, in the not to you know plug my Warner Brothers video, but we you know three of the movies we're we're talking about here are in it. So you know maybe watch it. It's a, it's pretty good. I wish I could still make more videos, but um, 
I mentioned how when I was doing research on the movie, like reports back in 90, 1999 don't mention anything about it being live action. So I just was always under the assumption that the live action stuff was added in later um, by the directors of Dumb and Dumber and the yeah. Green Book and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> what Jello a sense the, the directors of Dumb and Dumber and Green Book. But um, no, yeah, um, they the live action parts kind of drag it. It's. I mean, there's funny parts, but it's mostly just kind of gross-out, dumb stuff. And, uh, but the li the animated stuff is cool. Like, Thrax is a really cool villain. He's, like, one of my favorite animated villains. Yeah. Um, you know, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, the world cool. is really... Cr huh? He's cool. Lawrence yeah. Fishburne, my balls off. Yep. No, yeah. Um, and the world is cool. Like, the way the city is designed inside of Frank's body. Um, and yeah, the sort of... Yeah, um, and the animation is really smooth and, like, fluid, and it looks, like, the designs of all the characters are also really cool, like, Osmosis Jones himself has a really good design, and Dr uh, Dra uh, Drix, I was gonna say Drax, Drix also, kind of utilizing that same Iron Giant type CGI, where it's, like, tries to look 2D, you know? Um, like heavily cel-shaded. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, um, the designs of all the characters and pedestrians and Again, the way the, the characters move, it's very fluid, it's bouncy, it's very expressive. And I'm like, man, Warner Brothers, like, how was had it, you know, between that and Space Jam's animation and Iron Giants, it really had, like, a a style going on. Like, it was very bouncy and expressive compared to... Oh, yeah, totally. Because I feel like Disney's animation at the time, even though it's really good, it's, maybe it's a hot take, but... I think they were a little more fluid, the Warner Brothers stuff, like, at least Osmosis Jones and uh space jam in terms of like the fluidity of their movements and their bounciness and the weight of the characters it's i don't know if it's a hot take but i mean at least just thinking about it they feel like they're a little more fluid but i don't know probably have to compare them but no whatever but the movie uh it's really good it's also kind of a surprising kind of commentary on politicians and you know you know the mayor is corrupt and trying to hide you know this this terrible thing happening that's killing off its uh citizens but he's trying to play it down saying it's nothing wrong and you know very very sounds very familiar doesn't it but um, what a what a weird fictional thing that could never happen that could never yeah. happen and we'll never bring it up again <laughs> yeah i know but it's uh you know imagine being out hindsighted by osmosis jones <laughs> the movie's very relevant in 2020 and above um but yeah um and also, I like their dynamic of Ozzy being like a hotshot um, who's, you know, kind of overcompensating. Who doesn't play by the rules. Some... Yeah, he's had, like, shit luck in the past. He's overcompensating. And then Drix is kind of by the book square, but he kind of genuinely it's... believes in himself. It's almost like Toy Story, where yeah. Drix is like Buzz, who's like convinced, like, oh, I'm a space ranger, and oh, I'm a, I'm this powerful pill that's here to save the world or yeah. whatever. It's a really, and... it's a really clever idea for like a buddy cop dynamic, like a white blood cell and a and medicine. Yeah, and then Drix learns that he's actually just a placebo, like, and then you know, kind of yeah. like when Buzz learns he's just a toy. But you know, in the end, yeah, yeah, and then in the end, both of them realize that like, oh, it doesn't matter what I actually am; it's what I believe I can do. Like, you know, Drix yeah. ends up you know helping a lot, and uh, Buzz, you know, ends up flying, and you know, Drix. I mean, and then Ozzy and. I don't know. I've I've noticed the similarities between the two movies. It's just interesting to point out. But um, yeah, that movie. 
No, I think that's it um, for movies I want to mention. Uh, for I feel bad for stuff. the I feel bad for the people who had like Osmosis Jones ruined for them because they had to like uh, answer questions on it in class. Oh, <laughs> but that's I, what... I, didn't, I love watching that movie in class. It was like that, oh hell yeah, that's, that's where crazy. most people saw it in the first place in class. Yeah, that's good good point. I guess I saw it on HBO back in the early two thousands. I think my first. Oh, you experience... saw it in pure. You saw it in the or wild Star... in its pure state. <laughs> well, I didn't see it in theaters, but it was either HBO or Stars, like one of those movie channels. Um, right. Probably Stars. I don't know, but yeah, I remember seeing it on TV as back in 02, 03 or something. I was like, man, this is a cool movie. Dang. All right. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, yeah. uh, we'll move on <laughs> to the next topic. Bakersfield. Bakersfield. The wait. Oh yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, others, yeah. any any miscellaneous? Uh, we'll start with Alex and Menace. Anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, the only one I've seen of this list and others and whatever is uh, um, Monkey Bone. Monkey. Monkey. Which, monkey. <laughs> that movie. Um, same sort of problems I have with Pool World. It just seems really scatterbrained and all over the place. But I think it's better just because. The parts where Brendan Fraser gets to kind of go crazy and act it out are really entertaining. And yeah, the climax fun. of yeah. the climax of the movie is so insane. Like if I had to describe it, it would. It's like these two <laughs> dudes are fighting in a hot air balloon, or I mean, on a balloon, and then one of them throws their guts at each other and oh, other yeah, organs, and, and there's like these that. team of doctors like chasing after them. It's, yeah. it's, it's so it's so <laughs> insane. Kind of like it almost it almost made up for the whole movie being kind of eh. Dude. I was like, okay, okay, this is what I came to see, this insanity of yeah. all this stuff happening. It's uh... Come back here, those are our organs. Our organs. Yeah, there's not as much Would animation as I was... Downtown? Yeah, I was going to say, there's not as much animation as I was going into it as I was expecting it to have, but there, you know, there's stuff like the stop-motion um, monkey bone yeah. and other stuff in the world. Um, but yeah, I don't know, same sort of problem. It's kind of like, it's just a lot going on and it doesn't really connect and stuff like that uh but there's definitely fun parts that i'd say it's makes it worth watching like i said the finale is <laughs> is really fun and crazy uh, yeah um all right but yeah i think that's it and i haven't the i'm not going to talk about this movie because i haven't seen it but it's and but no one's mentioned it and it's it's a really big one no one's mentioned and I haven't seen it, which is kind of my big sin. I've been meaning to watch yeah. it for so many years, but uh, Mary Poppins. Oh, you haven't seen Mary Poppins? Oh my god! I no, oh, I have not seen. I did not grow up with Mary Poppins. I've, I've had the DVD live action animated hybrid stuff for both Mary Poppins movies, and I thoroughly enjoy them both, especially the modern one because it's just so nice to see like Disney style animated characters in like full HD. Damn, I didn't even think of Mary Poppins. You're you're absolutely right. Shit. Yeah, I was like, no one's was like, has no one seen it? Or because I'm like, I haven't because I don't know. Like I said, I didn't I didn't have the VHS or the DVD growing up. And then when we finally got the DVD like seven years ago, I've just been like, oh yeah, I'll watch it. And then I forgot to watch it. Dang. And I've been trying I've been well, trying well. to watch it for this marathon, but every time I have time, there's always something that comes up. I'm like, God oh. dang it! But like, I'm I sure want- it's a good movie. I'm sure it's a really good movie. I love I love the music. I know for sure the music is. I've heard so many times, like Jim, Chimney, Kim, Chim, 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 Chim
Let's pop in Mary Poppins Returns and just watch like the animated segment of that. It's so it's so charming. I love well, it. I've, so part, I've, I've definitely seen parts of it. Like I'm not oblivious to like it. you know the animated parts. I just haven't sat down for the entire film. Like the music is obviously very good. It's it's like there's you know, this have... dog man, this Irish uh, this Irish poodle man who is absolutely adorable. Let's fly a kite. Uh, like he starts barking. He's like. He's like he starts like talking, and all the kids are like, "Wow!" And he goes like, "Yep, that's right. I'm Irish. I'm Irish. <laughs> and I'm also oh, yeah, part when the Irish were discriminated against. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, maybe not by the '60s, but you know, at least if you were an adult watching that movie, you would have been like, "Oh yeah, I was, I was treated as subhuman by other white people." But but everyone, it's weird. Thanks, yeah. Disney. Anything else to add, Alex? Oh, but yeah, that movie. Um, I haven't seen it unfortunately, and it's one of my yeah. big sins of animation. Of like, you haven't seen ever. this movie. Right. Um, since you mentioned Mary Poppins, you should also check out uh, Saving Mr. Banks since it's kind of related. I've to been that, wanting to watch that one also, but I want to watch yeah. Mary Poppins before. So yeah, I can watch that get some first. Context. Yeah, I need to watch it. I've seen only bits and pieces of Mary Poppins, so I'm no better myself. Okay, <laughs> we'll but, just no, but Mary Poppins, yeah, the music's really good. The little bits of animation I've seen are—it's not Roger Rabbit levels of integration of, but yeah. not integration of um, what's what's the term um, when you put compositing uh, composition, yeah, yeah not composition like when you compose, you know, I guess integration of animation into in live action. What was it? What do you mean, like drawing? Uh, I think it's compositing, isn't it? Or it's like superimposing or something? Something like that. There's a there's a term, and I'm getting annoyed that I can't remember it. But yeah, it's not as advanced as like later stuff, but it's still like I don't know. I'll watch it just because the little bit I have seen and know about makes it look like a fun movie, and you know, the music. I'm really nostalgic for the music of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, nope. Okay, yeah, but that's that's all I got. It's okay. We'll yeah. we'll stop everything now and just to watch it, and then we'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, since that's it, uh, Alex too. What were you for others? For others, um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's gonna be one that I'm gonna remember later on. It's gonna kill me, or just oh, like it's gonna okay. obliterate me. I'm gonna be like, oh god, how did I not remember that? Yeah. I can, I mean, no one's mentioned, uh, I mean, we mentioned out of Jimmy's head, but no one's talked about it. It's, like, even outside, the thing about, the thing that's really weird about out of Jimmy's head is that, like, you'd think, like, oh, everything else is normal, and this kid just has cartoons in his head, but it has so much weird stuff, on, like, stacked up on top of it, like, his sister, his, like, adopted sister is an alien. Dang. Wait, really? It was hit by a train, what? too. Yeah, he was hit by a train. That scene, so, that scene is so funny when he gets hit by a train because he's yeah, just like the, barely, the train is going in like five miles an hour, but he like gets yeah. launched a hundred feet. It's more like three miles. It's just so short, and then like he just suddenly flies up like he just got hit by like a truck moving at eighty miles per hour. He just, but he also flies it in slow motion. Like he doesn't just he just like slowly goes up and goes ah, <laughs> <laughs> fades to white. Oh, that's that's so funny. Um. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. And like the mom is in that. For some reason, the mom is an astronaut. Yeah, it's a really weird movie. It's like the dollar store Roger Rabbit. And then, uh. <laughs> also, Tom so Kenny is the villain. 
Yeah. Also, still mad that Space Jam Two doesn't have any fucking Cartoon Network characters. Should have. Yeah, that's all, it has all these. It also all these like Hanna Barbera and Warner Brothers IPs, but like not a single cart like. No Dexter, the Powerpuff Girls is chilling in the like, background. Like, yeah, not, you couldn't even, like, really, not even as a cameo. Say, no, it costs so much money. <laughs> yeah, of all the things they had in there, that cost too much money. <laughs> it's like, but you own them. No, no, <laughs> it, it's too much money. What? What if they were there? It's just very, very hidden. Really small pixel. Very small. Would, I feel like that would only make it more disappointing. It's like you wait, you so you took the effort to put them in, but didn't even show them off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that the Animaniacs was apparently in the cameo. Yeah, there was like a single split moment where they were like sitting on a hoop or like sitting in the background on a sign. It's like, oh yeah. my god, it's them, and they're only there. They for don't it. even. They don't even have like Tiny Toons, which would have been the perfect fucking thing to put in there. It's like Clockwork Orange like, guys were in Space Jam more than. Uh... I can't get over it. Oh yeah, the not to complain, but those the mon the monster the Nerdlux um in Space Jam two are just composited from from the first they just basically one. Trace out. Yeah. yeah, if you look at it, it's literally just they they trace out the animation and put it in like a YouTube poop, basically. It... You know, just cut it out and put it into the movie. It probably. Yeah. It probably isn't even Trace. They, they probably still had the assets saved. That, oh, that probably. And just spliced the, it in there. Yeah, and then the shading doesn't match the rest of the scene because the lighting is different in that shot, and it just looks weird because it's like, I don't know. Yeah, and they're the only characters in RPG, too. Yeah, for the Animaniacs, they pretty much use, like, the PlayStation 1 models. <laughs> I like that. Oh god. There's no there's no 3D models for Cartoon Network characters. Damn it. Time to Except there are because the closest, of the closest we have is is Punch Time Explosion. It's, yeah. You wanna use fusion and fall, do you have fusion fall models? <laughs> I don't know. Not to t turn it into a tangent about criticizing my, my biggest gripe of Space Jam 2. It's just the fact that the animation part of it, it feels like mm -hmm. The people who were in charge of it were all like forty-year-old people who didn't watch, who you know, who stopped watching cartoons in the '90s, which is why there's no one from, like you know, there's no Tiny Toons, there's no Freakazoid or The Tick or, um, yeah, you know, I mean, Animaniacs, I guess, are too big to ignore. But then you know, no Power Girls, no Dexter, no like, not even like Finn and Jake, you know, like they're fucking bit popular, you know, they're they're big deal characters, um. You know, it, I don't know. It 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 felt like it was you know it felt like the people in charge of that were forty year olds who like stop who stopped watching cartoons in the eighties and then that's why there's no newer characters except for Animaniacs for like two seconds in the background and Rick and Morty, like yeah, that bothered me so much. Yeah. Okay, I just got a thing in my recommended for Nerd Lux and Space Jam to be like. <laughs> Dear God, it listens. Anything else to add, uh, Alex? Sue? Um, can't really think of anything else. I'll just put this in uh, in Mimi chat because it it hits it it hit it just the right time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I guess is Annie's for me. Uh, oh. uh, out of this whole list, I've only seen Alex Jimmy's head and Monkey Bone, and I do not remember 
much about either Jimmy's head, except that he has the the brain of Walt Disney inside of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he somehow like maintains his personality and doesn't become a huge racist. Does doesn't become a, a, a chain smoker and a racist. He's just suddenly like, oh man, I need to smoke. <laughs> yeah, they even go, they go out of their way to like in the movie to address to like window dress the whole thing. It's just like we've transferred his brain, but he's maintained his personality. <laughs> so basically, nothing of him. The- just he just knows things Walt Disney knows. Basically, like he's not, he's yeah. not like, oh, I hate unions or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unions are like, communists. Like, Jimmy, it's you. Are you okay? Yeah, but I just where's, like really hate Snow White's voice actors. Now. Like, we gotta keep her from being in stuff. I don't know. It's like, yeah, Mama, I'm fine. I just for some reason I have a sudden disdain for unions. What's a union? What's a union? A union. Something. A union. Something communist created. That's what a union is. <laughs> Uh, and then the monkey bone. I really like the bon- monkey bone. Uh, the only criticism I have is I think it fails on sense of timing because a whole bunch of time passes between the movie and it feels like only maybe three days have gone by. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Other than that, uh, I, I found it very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and then Brendan Fraser is a, is a himbo. Like, yeah. Hell- Pell agrees. <laughs> <laughs> He's the implication that like Monkey Bone would be uh would be like a children's show. In, like, I like the, the open the two D opening by the way. The opening credits with the two D yeah. animation. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's this man personified his childhood erections. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Did... Disney's gonna love this. I don't have anything else to uh, to add. Uh, what were you, Pale? Um, I was gonna also mention Monkey Bone. Um, I really like that it's stop motion in there and uh, uh, Brendan Freyer. And I'm just like, yes. And that and that scene where they're like supposedly gonna have sex. If oh. the sex is like that, I oh would yeah, love. that part's that part was funny. Um, because he's. And then I love the part where the when he's in the in the dead guy's body, and then like his guts are spilling out, and they're like, "What's that smell?" Because he's a he's he has like the dead body he's, of a like athlete. The movie should have been more Freddy Got Fingered type, where it's just absurd, weird fucking things, and less like funny I don't know. Dark humorine. I'm like, this is this is I like this. I like. Oh yeah, the sex thing is funny. Yeah, like Foxy Lady. Oh, dude, if you gave, if you gave like, Tom Green the keys to an animation studio, that'd be amazing. Then again, I don't know if he would, if he has the, if he would have the energy to do something like Freddy Got Fingered again. I think he's too old. Yeah. Give it to Eric Andre or something. Ooh, yes. Dude, Eric Andre remake of Freddy Got Fingered, that'd be amazing. Uh, I will watch that. Oh, I, dude, I am already buying a ticket for something that does not exist. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, oh, another thing I have to add on Monkey Bone is the, I like the implication that Stephen King is just stuck in in limbo. And that yeah, Cujo is inhabiting his body. And Cujo is inhabiting his body the entire time. 
so, so who wrote like like half his books are just written by a dog <laughs> it would explain a chunk yeah <laughs> i heard that they were gonna try to get like stephen king wanted to be in the movie but he couldn't at during that time when they were making the movie that's why they went out but i was like oh, oh you're talking about monkey bone still or yeah monkey bone monkey bone yeah yeah, yeah. And, um, I also like the how in his brain when he goes to the coma land or whatever, it's like an amusement park. I'm like that's yeah, cool. it looks like it looks like a Tim Burton. Well, I mean, Henry Sachs and Tim Burton have like a, the same aesthetic, but it looks yeah, like you Tim know, Burton looks fired. Cool. Like I sinking like down, but I like the effect of him like sinking down while he's like lying on the stretcher. Mm. Oh, that's a good effect. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about you, Royal Foil? Let's see. Yeah. I, I mean, because the of the rule about, you know, having live action hybrids be about, you know, or, I mean, real life people interacting with cartoon characters and not treat it like it's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, the Desmond Raj movie is kind of like Freddy Got Fingered. It was kind of crass, absurd. But the yeah. one thing I do like more about Desmond Mirage is that, you know, he actually has the characters talk to him. Right. Aside from that, I don't really have that much to add. I think I said pretty much all I needed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to add, no one's mentioned, I mentioned it kind of, but I said the first SpongeBob movie. Uh, there's also the second one, Sponge Out of Water. Um, that has more kind of integration of that stuff, kind of. Kind of. I don't know. Um, I don't know if no one has an opinion on that movie. Uh, hey, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember uh, the second SpongeBob movie that well. Well, there's uh, a part where they go on moment. land and they're like superheroes and stuff. And Sandy is a photorealistic squirrel. <laughs> Which is a good gag, kind of callback to the show when they go on land and Sandy's just a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, she's. They use like they just puppet it around like a taxidermied squirrel. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, any, okay, all right. Uh, we'll finish all the topics. Uh, any last words from from any, any of you? Anything else you want to add? Um, maybe animated parts and otherwise mostly live action movies. Because I I did I mentioned Tim Burton and then I thought of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, like the large Marge part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Or just out of nowhere, she turns into stop motion. (laughs) It's really creepy if you don't expect it. Um, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah. Also, Pee-wee has another nightmare, and there's like a a stop motion dinosaur that he saw earlier that destroys his bike. I can't can't do the Pee-wee voice. I wish I knew how. (laughs) Well, boys and girls, this this is crack. Both of the same thing. I really was wondering what No, you are, but what am I? I we'll can't, see I can't you next it. time I... with the playoffs. Fucking Not for sale, Francis. You guys ever seen Pee-Pee's Gay House? <laughs> oh no. Is that like a YouTube poop or something? No, it's a redub of. Uh, it's like a redub that Stamper did. Of uh, Pee Wee's of like Pee Wee's Playhouse, and his his Pee Wee impression is like spot on. Oh, 
You you had to send a link uh, on the channel. Yeah, let me see here. But <laughs> since I don't think anyone else has anything else to say, I'll call this uh, a night. Probably no. Yeah. Call it a night. Uh, goodbye, YouTube, and good night. Uh, anyone else want to say their goodbyes? Uh, Goodbye, thank y'all for tuning in, and I hope y'all have a good, uh, a good day, um, night, evening. Yeah, also sorry for tuning in late, I was sleeping because I slept late. No, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's okay, yeah. Alex. I was asleep before the uh, call, too. I was just like, uh... <laughs> I have done nothing but drink Mountain Dew all day, so... Your fun topic, though. I'll, I'll say this was a good topic. I'm just, I've been looking forward to this one for weeks now. Oh, yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, see you later, YouTube.